It's the Odd Drunk Podcast, a very strange podcast, the drunkest show in the world. It's Jackson and Colton talking out of their ass. We don't care as long as drinks are poured. Sometimes we have our friends here. We will talk about anything, anything. We don't care as long as we have been. If you let that whiskey ring. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Drum Podcast. It's been a weird week. It's been a weird intro. I've been packing, I've been working. Colton's been working, presumably. Unless he's off doing something nefarious behind the scenes. Yep. He confirmed it. Uh, but he's not going to tell us. Yeah. Just, just work, Anyways, working. It, it is the Odd Drunk Pod with Colton and Jackson, and we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, I'm going to keep on doing I know. It's weird, right? I don't like that. Anyways. What don't need any of that. What are you doing? Are you? <laughs> My windscreen fell off. Yeah. It's the shitty one I have to deal with. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we're here... To do another catching up on comics episode, and I have to be careful because I don't have the windscreen. I just tossed it; it's gone. <laughs> I have to be careful. Anyways, yeah, we're doing the catching up on comics. We're not um, even drunk. This is a weird energy. Well, I'm th- I had three hours of sleep. I'm running on fumes. Nice. That gives nice. you a different kind of crazy. Hey, hey, hey! I'm only running on five hours of sleep, so we're not too far off. Yeah. <laughs> I really hey, quite like this drink. I have to be a, this is good. By the way, we'll talk about it in a second here. <laughs> I, I was just going to talk about um, it naturally. Uh, I have to be up no. like at 5.30 in the morning, but I only oh. have to be up to drive out to Bayfield and back, and then I can go back to sleep. So it's not that bad. <laughs> so be up at five, get up at 5.30 and then back in bed by like 7.30. At least, yeah, at least you get to... So, I just have to be tired for like a couple hours. Yeah, I just have hour to be and a half tired at most. Forever. Hour and a half. Anyway, um, this is beer. We've talked about it a little bit. I I am moving. Yes, right. Uh, we are recording in person right now. Ooh, that pop. Ooh, I better. <laughs> I might want to throw this windscreen back on. But we are recording yes. in person now. Um, but we won't be in the future. And man, I I want to try to find something other than Zoom because you have to pay for it now. Yeah, but but also, so I pay for our editing software, but the reason why our editing software... Well, you want, H- it, you want that to be good. Well, Hindenburg, Hindenburg Journalist Pro is what we use. Um, it's good. The reason why it's so good is it's good for recording. It has some quality of life stuff with editing, That, but all that's just quality of life stuff. That's stuff we can do with a free editing software. So... Um, if we're recording on Zoom, Zoom handles all the recording end of stuff, so it's not actually as big of a deal to use something like Hindenburg. Right. Um, Hindenburg, right. though, if you're running, you know, podcast or uh, long form recording interviews, any type of of recordings that's not music, for, you know, voice recordings and stuff like that. For a long time, we, Hindenburg is fantastic. We I used Audacity for the first couple seasons, or at least the first season, for the first, first year, season and a half, something like and that. And um, it quickly just started faltering on us. Like it would yeah. not record 
or it yeah. would look like it's recording. Mm-hmm. And then like the data would get corrupted or it would yeah, stop be, recording in the middle of our, like we would be an hour in it would, and it like, would just stop. It would and, like stop recording halfway through. And Hey, that's what we got started on. I'm not going to bash an audacity cause it's free. It's free. It's <laughs> actually a really decent software. If, for, for especially for musicians. I, I think you could get away with a yeah. lot on audacity and short form podcasts, but for longer form stuff, Longer form, you just you don't want you, to trust you it. You can edit on Audacity just fine for long form stuff, but, but you can't it's, rely. It's not reliable. Don't rely. You quickly learn on the uh, on on long form recording through Audacity. It's yeah. not. It's just not built for Things that. Things go haywire. Um, Hindenburg is. It, Hinder- it, it, yeah, it, no, this is what Hindenburg is for. It's for podcasts and interviews and things like journalism. That. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we're pro journalists. Persnickety journalist. Mm. Those snowflakes. Mm. Anyways, this is, this is I really like this drink, though. Let's get into the I, drink. I do, too. This is from uh, Four Noses Brewing out of um, uh, Broomfield, Colorado. Mm. This is the Rio Lento. Is that what that says? This I, is a really... Um, this beats... This is hearsay, but this beats Ska Smexy Lager. You know, that, that's actually not that hearsay anymore. <laughs> I think a lot of people around this town are starting to catch on that... Mexico no, but I st- I still feel is, bad speaking against is our local not, brewery. It's a little. It's it's not that great. I mean, it's it's, it's fine. Good. It's good. It's fine. It's but this <laughs> is beyond but, fine. This, this is actually good. And I think what really does it here, it already has the lime. It has it's brewed yeah. with lime and sea salt. Yeah, this is a Mexican lager. Now, does that substitute of a real lime? No, but, no, but it's. Yeah. You still get that kind of flavor just straight yeah. out of the can. You know, that that and that trend that's how of I brewing, enjoy. It, brewing it with lime and sea salt is becoming a big popular thing. I mean, uh elevation I mean, brewing is doing it, I think. Uh it's it's a it's a thing though, honestly. And, uh, it's very close to actually using, you know, a salted rim and lime. Yeah, I mean uh just not as strong, obviously. I bought this today. It's good. I, not, I, not with any intentions of what the episode is about. I went into the liquor store I work at, and I was like, you know what? I've been recommending this beer to a lot of customers, and they've been buying and it. And you've never had I should probably try it. <laughs> now, I try to recommend beers. <laughs> oh, jeez. Jackson. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, like, turn down the volume on that. <laughs> And then post. <laughs> um, that was one of my biggest burps in ages. Like I said, weird energy. Out the wind Weird energy. You would think that we're <laughs> toasted right now and we're not. I'm mentally toasted. Yeah. Um, Anyways, <laughs> but really good stuff. Yeah, no, good, good beer. I would, I would give it, I would give it, honestly, we, we need to do this. We, I have a new segment for us. Yeah. Beer of the week. That's the beer of the week. Yeah, beer of the week. No, what what does that mean? Oh, it's just the beer <laughs> we're having on the episode. <laughs> I mean, we we try to have interesting beer of the beers month. when we can. Is it the beer of the month? Do you think beer of the month would make more sense? Because while we try to have interesting beer of the week, I mean, beers just, when we can, this is what we're having. We also often like, just drink what's in the fridge, like what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, or like last, last episode, I was just drinking PBR because that's mm, what I had in the that fridge. Was, that <laughs> was a beer of that week. That was a beer of, the that, week. of that specific week. <laughs> that specific span in to- of time. Uh, but 
Yeah, maybe we'll think about. It. Let's not promise anything right now. Let's let's think about. Oh, we would never want to do that. Let's think about doing a, a beer anything. of the month type of thing. And and if we were to do that, I think this would be a runner up for the beer of the month. This is a good fucking beer. And it's not. Wait, it's and it's just, not super expensive. It's like eleven or twelve bucks uh, six pack. Really? Which is like that's weird. That, I mean, it's not like cheap, but it's, no, but it's, that's it's not within the standard range for a craft brewing thing that's about mid yeah range yeah it's actually that's on the lower range for craft these days yeah fucking prices and everything is going up yeah uh no it's a it's good good fucking beer four noses makes good stuff so i hear i recommend their beers a lot oh i've had a few of their brews but i don't actually drink it very much (laughs) i've had a few of their brews they, they usually have the fish on them right I don't know. Or am I thinking of a different one? I think a two-hearted. Two-hearted ale. From Bells. Yeah. Did that's you know that, the fish Do you know one. that some fish actually have two hearts? Yeah. Do they have four noses? They don't have any noses. <laughs> do fish not have noses? I thought fish had noses. They have gills. They don't have noses? Well, they don't breathe. That doesn't mean they can't smell, though. No, they you, they you, have olfactory. Don't you hear shit about how well, the like, catfish has like the whiskers? Well, don't you hear shit about how like sharks can smell blood from like? Well, they have noses. <laughs> Are sharks not fish? Well, they're sharks. I don't. I, I only know about the fish. fish. We did a sharks episode. Go go check that out. We did it for shark. I week. only I only know about Last the fish year. having two hearts because someone at the liquor store the other day was looking at the two hearted ale, which has a fish on it. And asked me if fish have two hearts, and I looked it up. <laughs> some of them, <laughs> some, I'm sure some, some of them do. Some fish do have I, two hearts. I'm sure some fish I have noses. I don't know which fish do. Do fish have nose? Do fish have noses? That that's the question of the day. Hey, question go- of the day. New hey segment. Google. Oh yeah. Okay. Hey Google. Do fish have two noses? <laughs> oh, mine's gonna respond. Again. <laughs> They have four. <laughs> so four noses, four nostrils. My Google responded. That was your Google. Yeah, because I have Google Home thing. Right, right, right. Because I and I have a Google phone. I don't know if you caught that, but I, I did not. I did not anticipate that because I have a Google Pixel. <laughs> so your Google Pixel probably communicated with them like as soon as you entered my house. Well, it, it recognized it, what I said, it knows. But, but it didn't respond. That one responded. Okay. Okay. Uh, you <laughs> also have some plantation. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got plantation rum pineapple edition. That's not what it's called, but it's the pineapple one. It's, it's good shit. It's it's really good. It's one of, I haven't had it in a long time. That doesn't mean I don't like it. You know that just because you wait on something for a while doesn't mean you like it. In fact, doesn't mean you you don't savor like it. it. Yeah, you no, you. Yeah. The longer you wait and then you have it once again, you're like, oh, now I remember. Yeah. Yes. My old oh, familiar. My old. is good. Do you remember back in all the way my back old in like flame. season one? Oh, it was Plantation. We all had the way. Plantation like every fucking episode. Plantation. Like, every it, other episode. It, was. Rum was like one of our main drinks. I mean, in the it's early days. still one of my main drinks. I just, we just don't feature them no, on the No, but we drink a lot. Uh, Kraken, we drink plaque, Plantation. 
I don't. I haven't, black I, I don't, haven't had Kraken in two years. I haven't had Kraken since the last time you brought it on the uh, podcast. Like two years? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it still be, has its place. I still. It has its. I I have a soft spot for it, but um, I've become a little bit more of a rum snob. A little bit. I mean, I much rather just grab some plantation or bamboo. Bamboo now. That's good shit. Ooh, that's fucking good. Oh, uh, let me get a little. Let me get a little oh. taste. Okay. Yeah, I haven't had that shit in a while. That's anyways. Good. That's good. Okay. So we've done a couple catching up with comics episodes. We're like 15 minutes into the episode. We haven't introduced what the fucking episode is. <laughs> well, that's what you know. Banter, Colton. Banter. Some nice light, witty banter. As Just in me setting <laughs> up a weird burping, energy. me running around looking for my headphones, throwing the windscreen out. Yeah, so uh, so let, let's 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 catch up here. Um, I am like four beers in before we started talking. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, I said I wasn't. I, I could tell you had something on you. I I I, t- I said I wasn't swifty. Really? I'm a little bit swifty. I was lying. Uh, I was like four beer beers in when I when we started recording. Uh, you've had three hours of sleep. Um, also, you're throwing microphone equipment across the room. Yeah, you're sliding around like Tom Cruise. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, well, also another fun tidbit <laughs> about this episode. I, I didn't want to do it. Well, I it's not that I didn't want to. I, I, I was honestly I didn't feel like it. I, I kind of procrastinated, even though I was ready last week. Well, I would have been ready if I knew we were going to do it. But oh, Norton. Oh, Norton. It thanks you. Edward it, Norton. Being Ed Norton. He's on my computer again. <laughs> Hi, it's Ed Norton. It's the Incredible Hulk. Uh, it's the uh, Incredible. Of, of fan, fan fictions that I was reading. Oh. Uh, the Edward Norton version. Yes. Not Mark Ruffalo? He's not in the mix? No, no. I was, I was specifically going for an Edward Norton. Would you Norton. watch a Hulk would, multiverse movie with Eric Bana, Mark Ruffalo, yes. Lou Ferrigno, <laughs> And Ed Norton. Dude, I would like that more than the Spider-Man one. And like, it's that just, would, I would lose my shit. <laughs> and it's just four men in a room. Being big and angry. Yeah. You, you ever seen the movie 12 Angry Men? <laughs> well, this one's four angry men. Uh, four angry green men. <laughs> four angry green <laughs> Four angry green men. It's going to be black and white. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be like a... Which is funny, because then you can't tell that... You can't tell that they're green. It's going to be a commentary on, I don't know, politics. What if? So what if we remake... (laughs) But it's it's still a Hulk thing. What if we we remake 12 Angry Men... (laughs) But it's four Angry Men. Four Angry Green Men. So, but the the premise... So here's the premise. So same same premise as the other movie, where it's 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 jury duty. Okay. Right, right, but instead of twelve jurors, we have all of the Incredible Hulks, <laughs> and it's and, a court drama and thing. It's, it's and a court that, drama. You, you throw She-Hulk in there. Throw she, oh, you could have your fun Marvel lawyer oh, cameos. You get a Matt. I didn't. Show up. I didn't even think about that. What if? What if it's there a was court, a movie that's a court drama, with where Hulk. it's She-Hulk. Is the defendant and, and Matt Murdock is the is the prosecutor and the jury is all of the various actors who have ever played the Incredible Hulk. Well, you know they already made the trial of the Incredible Hulk movie in the eighties. It was Stan Lee's first Marvel cameo, <laughs> and Lou Ferrigno, 
Bill Bixby. Love Bill Bixby as Bruce Banner. Or Robert Banner. Right, right. (laughs) Because they thought Bruce sounded... You know why they didn't use Bruce? He sounds like a fucking weeb. Well, I don't want to be offensive. I mean, you made it offensive. How's that offensive? Because what they really thought is because they thought it sounded like a gay name. Oh. Like, literally. Because it was the 70s. I didn't say anything gay. I said weeb. Well... I don't want to compare gays to weebs. That's rude. To I said the, weeb, like that's nerd. Ru- that's rude to the LGBT community. I did not. I did. Not I don't want to. I did not know that though. I don't want to project. That weebs. is an interesting fact about Marvel. No, being yeah, that homophobic. is homophobic. Well, it wasn't Marvel. It was the studio. I mean, because the studio being homophobic. He was named Bruce Banner in the comics, right? Because yeah. Stanley named so many of his characters. Just like what's 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 it called? Um, not anagrams. But we're the first name and the last name, same letter. Oh, I don't know. Like Tony Stark was one of the only characters he didn't do that with at the time. But you had Stephen Strange, Peter Parker, Bruce Banner. Ah, you know that. Yeah. It's just, it was easy for him to remember. (laughs) Jackson Jalopalope. Yeah. I had it changed. I was going to about to just say my real name because mine actually is one of those. Yours is but, one. But I'm, I, what is that called, I guys? I have never revealed my last name on the podcast as far as I know, and I'm not going to start now. It, it begins with a C. begins with a C. That's, that's my hint. I think, Jack, I think Jason said it. Oh, he revealed so much about us. Um, and I, I might have <laughs> edited that out, but I don't I think remember. he did. I think I was like, oh, you have to bleep that out because that's a little too much. Yeah. Because it's the internet. It's the internet. Yeah, we don't reveal our... But my we're, dad we're, was... We're just Jackson and Colton. So on the episode That's, we recorded my dad, we're going to take a little t- flashback real quick. He was actually drunk. Like, <laughs> we, we, we get drunk, right, on the show. But yeah. we still kind of maintain the the episode for yeah, the most we part. Still have There's like, only been a couple... We have a character we're still playing. Yeah, we're still doing you know? the podcast... But my dad just got drunk and started yelling at us. <laughs> but it made for good content. Best so. one of my favorite episodes still though. Dad Rock 2 dad Electric Rock 2, Boogaloo. Yeah, Electric Boogaloo with my dad. The only time we've ever actually used the Electric Boogaloo joke in the title, even though we we talk we've about te- we've, we, we we mention to each other using that uh, joke again uh, all the time. <laughs> yeah. But that's the only time you know, we've we've actually we've only actually done it once. <laughs> Maybe we'll just name the next Dad Rock one uh, Electric Boogaloo again. At the same time. Dad Rock 3 Electric Boogaloo. Dad Rock 3 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> electric Boogaloo. Anyways. <laughs> let's get into what we're actually here for. We're like 20 minutes into this episode. We haven't. So the last episode was loose. Yes. What was the last episode? Not in a fun way. No, it wasn't a fun way, but not in the. I don't. What was the last? Not episode? in the adult I way. I don't remember what the last episode was. Uh, we talked about video games and. Oh right, We right, talked right. about. Uh, yeah, that was a good episode. We had Colton some, sold booze around. We had some good banter and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, but it was yeah, there was. It no, didn't have a weird energy to it though. No, I don't it, remember it was, that. It was all, but it, but but it was like all very like we made it. We were we made up that episode on the spot pretty much. 
Yeah. Um, this episode, and that's kind of what we, <laughs> th- may, and then maybe this explains some of the weird energy. This episode, we have been planning to do for like and a we've month. We've been putting it off and putting and, it off. And by planning to do for a month, right I now. don't mean we planned it for a month. I mean we spent a month putting it off <laughs> until today when we finally said, "Fuck it." It doesn't matter. That's if we're prepared I, enough. I can run you through our text. Yeah. Yeah, you, that's you, literally you what actually I, said. Fuck it. Let's <laughs> just do it text. because we were gonna fall back on the commentary again. We've had a lot of those. Okay, uh, and I'm just being transparent for you guys. I, I think it's good to be transparent with your audience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, wearing a transparent tee. I think that's good for the people. Yeah. All right. So so uh, uh, okay. Here here we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do your voice. Are you gonna reveal our dirty dark secrets? This is this is Jackson. He said, uh, or 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 this, this is okay. Yeah. So Jackson, you said, I've just got a lot to do tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I texted you in a. That's how that's how I read it in my head. Uh, I'm a bit behind on the comics. I can record tonight after 10 p.m. If you want. Oh, or tomorrow be- after 10 p.m. if you want. It would be late one, but I can get prepared. And I said... Carl Urban, that's what you're making me sound like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> there you go. And I said, I can't really do any recording late this week. Uh, and you're the <laughs> New Yorker. But we can put this off in this episode off for now and just figure it out another day. And you said, fuck it. Come over. <laughs> I don't want to fall b- back on a commentary this yeah. soon. And I said, okay, cool. And then, wait, okay, wait, you know that 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 was our text. In our defense, at least we do have backup plans. Yeah, yeah, we actually do have a <laughs> we do we do have episodes stashed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I don't like I like using those when only absolutely necessary, not yeah. just because I'm feeling a little lazy and because yeah. I procrastinate a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing catching up on comics three. Yes, three. Because the first one we did, I, I, I only remember these co- these episodes by what comics I chose. I don't remember. Well, I know I did I remember Silver Spi- Surfer Black, right? Oh, yeah, you did. And, and I did Spider-Man Noir. Or not Spider-Man, uh, Iron Man Noir. Yeah, so both um, the black versions. <laughs> I mean, technically. In, in different languages. S- in a different sense, but yes. In a different, yeah. Uh, semantics. Uh, yeah. And I remember the last one uh, you did. I did uh, some Immortal Hulk a little bit. Yeah, I did. Uh, you talked a bit about Moon Knight and Moon, Moon Knight. And I one night. And I and I know I did Hawkeye. I did the yeah. You did the, the life as a living weapon. What's called? Uh, yeah, Barton. The, the the one that they based the, the Matt Fraction. The, yeah, Matt Fraction. Yeah, the one they based the Disney Plus show off of. Um, yeah, that's how dated that one is. Yeah, because <laughs> we did that like right before that show came out. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done comics, yeah. and that's kind of why I wanted to postpone time. this because I was like, I really want to put in a, just a little bit more effort and actually read a good amount. But but I I, I think <laughs> I the ones I selected are some of the best of this character of the genre. Of the early days, the I'm gonna, silver age. I'm going to say right now we should allow ourselves to go off on tangents if it's related to the characters and the stories. Well, yeah, if we want an episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
So and, uh, and, so yeah, I, and I chose I chose one that is a, a a pretty legendary comic, and I chose one that's not, but I've read before, so I really just had to skim through for this. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, to give you a hint, I read one of my comics through DC. Uh, what's it called? The app. Um, DC Infinite. Good. Uh, DC Infinite and Marvel Unlimited. Good service, DC Infinite. Nice. I like. I I, I this is as much as I like Marvel. I think DC Infinite has a better service. A better for, like UI or whatever. I like the UI quite a lot. Um, you know, Marvel Unlimited does the whole thing where it shows you panel by panel. We well, don't have to do that. Yeah, that's but that's like the default mode, though. I like that. I we, don't. We can talk about it. Let's I, talk about it. I don't like that. Why don't I, you like it? I like to see... It shows you the close-up, and then you get the whole page. But I like to see the whole page before I zoom in on the, the, the words and stuff like that. Um, because sometimes that. there's pages... I get um, Well, that's the traditional way. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and there's sometimes there are pages Well, actually, it's, it's not the traditional way. The traditional way would actually have the... the the physical comic yeah, book. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't <laughs> be with smartphones. Um, uh, no, I, I, I like it that way. Um, also, uh, my experience with Marvel Unlimited on the actual payment and subscription side of things is they make things very difficult. I just... Well, I do um, mine through... I have iPhone. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. I just do mine through Apple subscriptions. It makes it pretty easy. I should be able to but do that through, I, uh, through Google right. with mine. But for for whatever reason, when I used Marvel Unlimited the last time, it just made it really fucking difficult for me to actually cancel my subscription when I wanted Ooh. to. Um, this didn't. That's good. Um, this I, just does it through my Google Play um, because, like I said, we spent a month working on this episode. I actually got the free trial of this, canceled it. Nice. And then resubscribe and paid for a month like a week ago. Oh, nice. So, um, and it made it really easy. No, I should definitely check that one out. But it's yeah. a shame that Comixology isn't yeah. available anymore, really. Yeah. Amazon bought it and now it's just like not available. I think they're planning on doing something with uh, their own service, which is just really annoying. Because with Comixology, you could just get any and all comics across yeah. brands. Um. But no, yeah, Comicsology was great. Yeah, I started my Marvel Unlimited subscription again. It works good on. Maybe it's more optimized for iPhone for iOS. I don't know, but it works well, pretty I, good for me. Overall, Marvel Unlimited is a great service. But let me tell. Here's it my just, defense. On I the, had a few issues. With here's it. my defense on the panel, the panel thing. Yeah, that's what I use to read my comics on. Well, when I'm doing it uh, digitally, mm-hmm. uh, because. You do get the full picture at the end. Yeah, and fair for enough. me, yeah. it just helps me keep the order of things. And also, I can get really good. Um, instead of having to like zoom in, it does it for me. And it just seems like it's formatted right. Like it's, it almost see, it's like upscaling. Right, right. Like it looks good. No, it does look good. No, I, And I, I just I, like it because I go to the panel panel, then I can get the full picture. Uh, but you can read it just page to page if you want. No, yeah. For 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 this one, for example. Yeah, show me know, the DC one. How does it work? Um, you, you click uh, on, uh, you know, resume wherever you were left. 
And it just does like a fucking like Kindle book. Right. You just, you just scroll for the next page and you can zoom in and the quality is perfect. Like, look, I zoom in. The quality is perfectly good. And, you know, for reading stuff like comics so on like my with phone, Marvel Unlimited, so I, what have do? To, I have to wear reading glasses anyway. You'll get the cover page. Yeah, yeah. Then you'll get the next page of the issue. And then it zooms in. Uh, and then you can look at the little tidbits and it just moves around for you. It see, just, yeah. You just click. You don't have to like, it just yeah. does it for you. But um, I will say, and then you can just switch to regular. See, I, I just like it the regular mode. I like, regular mode. I like if, if I want if I want to zoom in, I'll zoom in. Does DC have like a panel to panel thing? I don't. As an option? I don't even know. This was just the default mode. You just wouldn't even do it. Uh, I mean, I guess it is, you know. If you're not turbo lazy, you could still zoom in. Yeah. But in my defense, I just like I just if I want to zoom in, I'll zoom in. But not I don't. You don't if have you're just to. Reading the I mean, comic one handed. I, I gotta if I'm reading shit. So like, like here. Yeah. Uh, and I it's mean, just. I mean, I could see how that's really good. Appreciate. But some, yeah, look at that memeable face. There. Yeah, but sometimes comics like mix panels up in a really artistic way. And well, I think and the thing is, the thing is, if I'm I think doing, for more modern stuff, where yeah. it's you know they have, often have like now a lot of modern comics well, are just like the same art style. Just well, this comic like, series I like, was reading here, which was 2002, I believe, right? Um, had some of that stuff too, which is is more modern, but it's not like modern modern, um, as far as comics go now. Well, let's get into it. Um, but uh, no, but also at, at the same time. Um, I will recognize uh, if I'm doing stuff like reading comics on my phone, I have to read. I have to wear reading glasses for that shit anyway. So the how <laughs> good the fidelity is when you zoom in versus if it the app does it for you doesn't does matter because I already have reading glasses on. That's magnifying right. shit. Yeah. Um, right. Anyway, what comics did you? pick so i was gonna do some of the modern predator and i kind of skimmed through and when i mean skimmed through i looked at the pictures i was like oh that's cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um i was gonna do some of the modern predator but i actually didn't read it so maybe i shouldn't even mention it but i i do plan on reading it and i, I it, even if it's not in a comics episode because who knows when we're gonna do another one again i'll definitely talk about it once i read it yeah. but i decided my main goal though was because we've been talking a lot of Spider-Man. I mean, a lot. I we, we thought about Ross and Spider-Man, review. to be honest. We did our Spider-Man ranking again. I think that, yeah, it was the same oh. thing with the Cross Spider-Verse. And, and yeah, we liked it. Behind the scenes, uh, we've been <laughs> doing the, Spider-Man commentaries. We've not we, posted them yet, but we are continuing our Spider-Man the Tom series. Holland ones. Yes. Um, uh, so we've been talking a lot of Spider- Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Uh, but... <laughs> you know, I wanted, I, I've read a lot of more modern Spider-Man comics. Mm. I've read the original, like Amazing Fantasy fifteen and some of the original issues, but I haven't re read a lot. I remember, I, I, I remember reading the, I remember Amazing Spider-Man issues in the sixties. I remember reading the one where he kills MJ by coming in her. <laughs> yeah, that's like a, a um, what if thing. Yeah, I remember I, reading that. I've that admittedly is the thing that happens. I've not actually. I mean, I could have put it nicer <laughs> than that. <laughs> um, I've not actually read a lot of Spider-Man comics, despite being a big Spider-Man fan. 
Uh, I read a few like when I was growing up, but uh, not a lot. <laughs> you could have. Did, did I just word. break the momentum there? <laughs> well, you. I read some like really classic ones, and then you mentioned that one, and I'm like, yeah. Comics get weird. Okay, that <laughs> happened. It's radioactive. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, anyway, back to Spider-Man. Classic Spider-Man. Um, so, and also in honor of John Romita Sr., who recently mm. passed away like a month ago. Yeah, um, um, cheers. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. His artwork of Spider-Man, and he, I mean, across comics in general, he's got amazing artwork. But his Spider-Man is like my mind's eye version yeah, of Spider-Man. Iconic. I mean, there's like the three most iconic ones for me, like comic book wise, Steve Ditko, John Romita Sr. Senior, and Todd McFarlane. Yeah. All for their different reasons. Yeah. And even though Steve Ditko and John Romita are... I mean, John Romita started in the late 60s with his Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it already has the 80s like look to it. Yeah. It's... No, just no, it's astounding, like how he, he Steve Dicko was kind of the lankier, creepier Spider-Man a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, especially in the early days. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I then like. Then he got, but then he got to the buffer, more heroic version. The Spider-Man I really think of is is, is Romita. Well, Spider I mean, like, like, Steve Dicko is the guy that created. Oh yeah, yeah, he gets. The image of Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, he, did the, he did the first, but 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 like, yeah, he you're you're right. Like he does like the more lankier, like the more spider-like. Well, the more teenage. Well, um, the more kind of teenage shape, and also yeah. like the squ squinier eyes, and he's just a little bit uh, just a little weirder looking, just a little yeah. bit off. But, but the John Romita Senior version, like, just look at this panel right here. That's the big that's, heroic. That's Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man. I mean, that's, that's, that's I, his that version. Is, what you showed me there, you should you should like look at the side profile. Like you um, should post some of these panels. Oh, I'm definitely going to. I took um, plenty that's of screenshots. The Spider-Man. Like that's the baseline that Well, not in a bad way, but it's just like the Well, it's like well, it's the, it's, iconic, it's the thing the, the thing is like while while he didn't like create the the original design he modified it in a way, and you can still see the ways. That but then he, this is a Steve Ditko one, and it's still great. And that's when he kind of yeah. went a little bit more to heroic side. Well, well, um, Ditko like made the design and pioneered it, but Ramita like that you can see. Like I love it, this one from Ditko. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, but, but, but um, you can see from Ramita there's there's design elements uh, and creative choices there. You can see that are replicated. Well, it's a today. little bit. In not just comics, but in the live action stuff. It's a little bit more streamlined, I say, and more consistent. A lot of Dicko's mm -hmm. art, while I love it, can kind of vary. Like sometimes his eyes are really squinted. Sometimes they're, yeah. and it's not. I don't know if it's intent. I mean, it could be intentional, but but, it, but on the you know on the other hand that you know that takes that takes you out of it a little bit, but also you can it, it does give the feel like this is a real artist. Doing that, so sometimes variations uh, from I love the way are, and Ramita's art style. They're both character characterizations of the characters, like very cartoony in different ways. But like Ramita's, um, like just his Gwen Stacy, 
Like, oh yeah, that's yeah. my mind's eye of yeah. Gwen Stacy. Yeah, um, no, he he did some of the most iconic stuff that has la- like looking back on it. Like not talking about who was more. But also with not, Steve but... Ditko, one of the things I like about him because it is kind of inconsistent with how Spider-Man looks. You get a lot of different Spider-Man looks. And you also get some really funny Like shit. here, like with the eyes and everything. It's a cool look. I mean, um, it's not what I think of with Spider-Man with like how his But then you get are... amazing shots like that. Oh, that's... So it's f- like... Hold on, let me see that that's shit again. That's in the 60s. It's upscaled. That's a like, fucking wild. It obviously pro- yeah. it didn't look that bright. I mean, know, I've seen I've seen that panel before. It's iconic, but uh, it's uh, it's one of the panels of him lifting the debris. So what um, I'm talking about? Okay. Uh, yeah. um, so the Spider-Man comics I read, I went back to some serious big classics, like iconic. Yeah. This is what makes. The character of Spider-Man. Like, aside from the origin story, these are the ones you should read to really understand who Spider-Man is. At least who he was in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. things change. But, um, so I read Spider-Man No More, uh, yeah, which okay. is Amazing yeah. Spider-Man yeah. number 50. Yeah, that's a... Uh... With the most iconic, one of the most iconic cover art p- pages for Spider-Man, with him walking behind the silhou- silhouette of a uh, Spider-Man and the Romita Senior style. Yeah, that's. Um, I have a better. They tried. Better, uh, they tried to adapt that a bit in Tasm Two. Well, and they definitely adapted it in Spider-Man Two. Yeah, in Spider-Man Two. Yeah. No. Yeah, it, that's a. Um, Just iconic. Yeah. And you get the iconic image of him throwing the suit in the trash can, which they replicated in Spider-Man 2. We have a commentary. Yep. But, and they literally it. replicated all it. All of our... Shot Ra- for shot. All of our Raimi... Uh, oh, yeah. That's an amazing shot. Um, all of our Raimi Spider-Man movie commentaries are, have been out for a while. Go and check them out. And we recently finished all of the amazing Spider-Man the commentaries. Two yeah, the two of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, check those out. Yeah. yeah, just plugging shit in um, when we get the chance. So yeah, I just focused on Spider-Man, some classic ones, and nice. like, and this is classic Marvel method, where Stanley writes some stuff, and the artists are like, "What do you want us to do?" And he's like, "Just make it work." I <laughs> love that though. That, <laughs> or, no, that, well, and that often it wouldn't be. It would often be like he would write an outline of what would happen, and just uh, tell him you fill in the blank. You no, as the that, artist. That is. I think, and that Marvel method from the comics has made its way into the movies with MCU. Yeah. Where that's like with the Iron best Man, way to do it with the first Iron Man, Jeff Bridges was like they didn't even have a script, man, and yeah. they didn't. They just they had a base outline and were like, okay, make it work. Well, fill in the blanks. It's that that's the best like way when to Stanley do it. When Stanley says, "Oh, Spider Man gets," when he, you have an when you have an artistic medium that requires. Artists to work together, mm-hmm. you know. So you, the Marvel you have, method. You I have mean, writers. You have uh, artists. You have inkers. inkers you have pencilers. Um, all the you all, know. all these different types of artists. The best way to do it is when all of them trust each other. Well, it would often to be do like, their part. Stanley would be like, "I want Spider-Man to fight Doctor Octopus on a building." Yeah. Fill in the blanks. You make it. Make that, it exciting. It's the make best it, way to do. Instead that of yeah, you know, 
detailing. Okay, he throws a punch and then he does a kick. Yeah. No, you, the artists, and the artists should be able to create that, have input in that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I that's mean, the artist. That's also giving for, the artist input into the story. It's like what okay, makes Spider-Man what makes an interesting like comic book. Let's say Spider-Man needs to get to Manhattan from Queens in like a minute. Yeah. How does he do that? Go. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, like uh, instead of saying, "Oh no, he." It's what makes jumps on the airplane. It's what I admire about comics slingshots. so much is that it's it's an art form unlike traditional literature, where it requires teamwork from various artists. You know, exactly. Yeah, it's not one person, or at least ideally, isn't just one person with a vision. It's a person with a vision who trusts other artists to do their thing. Um even if it sacrifices their original vision, you know? Exactly. Um, that's, uh, that's what's so great. Yeah. So, yeah, I did Amazing Spider-Man number 50, 1963. Or, wow. Well, the 1963 run. I think the year was, yeah, it was 67. Um, but still, early stuff. And I also did, even earlier, issue 31 through 33, If This Be My Destiny. Mm. One of the most classic Spider-Man stories. Oh, yeah, Steve yeah. Ditko and Stan I've heard, Lee. I've heard of at it. At the yeah. heights of their Never power. Never read it, though. Um, you got to read it. You, you read it. Yeah. Uh, issues 31 through 33. And... Maybe I need to put aside my grievances with Marvel Unlimited and both of these, both of these um, Spider-Man subscription, again. both of these Spider-Man run runs one one issue, one only a couple issues, and you could say, oh, that's not enough for this episode, and maybe you're right, but I would also argue these are some of the most important Spider-Man stories, yeah. and there's still a lot to unpack here. Okay, yeah. So you you did you did so, couple Spider-Man. So let's get let's get started. So with Spider Man, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well uh, you want to introduce yours? I'm gonna introduce I'll, I'll mine, mine, and then and then we'll go into. I, I just I'm just gonna introduce mine. So first of all, I picked a really simple one, an easy one because I've read it before. It's only five issues, but I have it. I have the physical volume for it. Um, I chose Fables Volume One. Nice. Which is what they based so, the Wolf Among Us off of. Um, it's a great comic. Company's under. I don't remember what company that's over under. Uh, I I I don't know. Um, Does DC own that now? They might. Um, I I don't know, but uh, I I picked this. It's a it's a comic series that I've I've been into for a long time. Okay, so it's Vertigo, Not, and now it's published under DC Black Label. They acquired ah, it nice, from Vertigo yeah. Comics. So so yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a comic series that I've been into for a long time. I don't actively follow it or, or didn't. Um, I've not. I read played the Telltale game. I've not good. read everything, but it's it's a good series. You're the big bad with wolf. some really really good artwork, um, and uh, it's an interesting concept. I think uh, the concept of fairy tale characters. In but it's our world, and it's like '80s New York. Yeah, I mean the fairy tale—the whole concept of fairy tale characters in our world has been overdone in recent years. I mean, Disney did Once Upon a Time. You know, was that and, Disney? Yeah, that was Disney because they had they brought in like Elsa and <laughs> in later seasons. Wow, that show. Um, no, that's Disney. Wait, they brought Elsa? Yeah, Elsa's in. I, I haven't watched. I thought it, it I was just, just like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and like. No, in a later in a later season, I've not watched that season. Um, Elsa. From, like from Frozen is in it. Um, it's no that that's Disney, and it's totally their attempt to like take basically public domain characters and 
try their best to make them a not public domain. Was um, Elsa a public domain? Ice Queen. Yeah. Uh, Hans, yeah, Hans but they, it's so different. Oh, it's, it's so not even. It's so different. Yeah. Like yeah. You, Disney could. Yeah. And I'm not like trying to white knight for a mega billion, mega billion dollar entertainment conglomerate, but <laughs> Disney could, you know, easily say like legally that their Elsa is. No, we, oh, I mean, and there's whole public domain thing. So Winnie the Pooh isn't public Win, domain Win, because it's Win, so different. Winnie the Pooh, for example, is public domain now, as of last year or the year before. I don't remember. But the Disney um, version, but the Disney version of, is not, and the Disney version of Pinocchio, yeah, like that kind. I of think thing. it's like pretty soon. I think, but Don, I think those I think characters pretty soon. Donald Duck is supposed to be public domain. You know, Batman will be public domain by 2035. Wow, it's wild. I mean, he won't be. I mean, I'll help DCS. I, 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 ho- I hope he is, though. I, 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 that I, would be- <laughs> I hope they stop fucking the public domain. Right. Uh, that's a tan. That's uh, not. And let's, Superman would be, too. Let, let's not. Let's Both not, 1930. Or, yeah, 39, right? Let's not keep going into this tangent. Superman here, was cause... like May, like summer 1939. Yeah. And then Batman was like in October or something. Yeah. Um, let's, let's not keep going into that tangent. That's definitely a tangent. Uh <laughs> Public domain shit. Um, anyway, where what uh, fables? Right. <laughs> I think out of all the the trope of taking feral tale creatures and putting them into like a grittier real world type of thing, fables does it the best. I really like. I really, um, I really like this. It's good beer. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'm gonna buy it again. <laughs> it's a good one. Because uh, fa- fables does stuff like so they all live in like New York. So the the reason why they're all in New York makes is, me feel things. is because there's a bunch of different um, alternate universes that they all live in. Okay, I have like, a question. I have a quick world. question. Yeah, how closely related is is the Telltale series to the, the comics? It's pretty good, but not exact. It changes a few things. So like right. in the Telltale comics, spoilers, it's revealed. There was no murder at all. It was oh, fake. Yeah. And and, and I, I, I just remember you're the big bad wolf, right? You're the big you're big but Bixby you're mostly, Wolf. Bixby Wolf. You're mostly just a guy. Yeah. But then you turn into wolf and then you can fight Grindel. Yeah. yeah you don't cool. fight Grindel in the comics. Uh I think they added him. Um the other thing that they do in the comics that is not as clear in and the... It's like Mafia. Yeah, it's not as tales. clear in the game, but it is still there, is by the end of this, uh, by the end of this uh, run, you basically realize that Bigby Wolf, he knew more and was more on top of shit the entire time than you thought he was. Nice. Like he, like the whole time he feels like he feels, and this is the game too. He feels like he's figuring shit out, like a classic detective. But, but you, but when he does his reveal at the end, he there's a whole scene in the comic, but the the fifth issue, the final issue in this uh, volume, is great. It's the parlor scene where they're at a party and he explains everything to everyone. It's fucking great. <laughs> uh, he even calls it a parlor scene. He's like in the comic, he's like, this is going to be the parlor scene. <laughs> nice. Because like, it's the trope, you know, uh, what do you and, have any, uh, screenshots? Um, uh, I don't because I read this physical. I actually have, you the, didn't prepare any like Google images. Uh, I can, I can, I can bring some up. I guess I can um, do it. Yeah. Br- uh, <laughs> but it, it's great. And, um, 
And uh, you basically find out that he was way, way more on top of shit. The entire from the very beginning, he was suspicious no. of like the the person who actually was behind it. Stop um, it. Uh, and he was Ugh. way more aware of what was going on than he led on. He he's very much a he plays stuff very close to the chest. There's a part in it where he they go so it's uh, so he does the art on this. I don't remember who does the art. Um, I didn't come prepared. This is not the one I came prepared for, Jackson. This is just the one that's going to take the least time to cover before we get to the, the other good, really good one. Uh, well, Bill Willingham wrote it. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's a part where he goes to Snow White and they're they're going through Jack's, uh, Jack and the Beanstalk, Jack. Uh, I quite his, like the art, though. His right? uh, The art is great. Um, uh, they're going through his uh, computer um, and uh, he basically tells Snow White up front Oh no! That he had what? Oh no! What? So DC screwed the DC Black Label, which is basically Vertigo. Well, it's Vertigo, but DC Black, whatever. They now have Fables, the Wolf Among Us version comic. Oh, uh, uh, I don't yeah. like it. I don't know. Um, but uh, but he basically like tells Snow based what, off the Telltale he, series specifically. Yeah. Well, the Telltale series is really good. No, it is good. It's, it's, just, it's honestly it changes a few things, but besides it's still Walking really Dead Part good. One with Lee and Clementine and everything, I uh, think it's yeah. the best they've done. Yeah, it's still really good. And they're doing a season three finally, or they did one. I thought they did one because they went out business, but then they reacquired and I I don't know. I don't keep track of that stuff. The anymore. Telltale stuff. Uh, what a dead but industry. but anyway, there, there there's a part in the there's a part in the series. Talk where, about games that have aged. Yeah, every decision you make matters. There, there's a, but there, there is a part in this where he like straight up tells Snow White, "I think I know what's going on." Well, I remember you could do that I'm, in the game, but but then he goes, "But I'm not gonna tell you," <laughs> because because he's playing shit close to the chest. Right. He's like he's like, "I gotta wait till I'm 100 percent sure." Snow White's like the big mob boss, right? No, no. So so what it is is they all these fairy tale characters. They they um. Uh, fled their world because this mysterious character called the adversary uh, has been invading all the fairy tale worlds. So they fled to our world, and the reason the adversary doesn't Budget invade cuts. our world is because uh, our world sucks. And who who the fuck would? There's no fairy tale characters. Yeah, um, but now there is. So so they're called the these people are called fables. Yeah, and they live like in New York, and unless they can't eighties, kind of vaguely eighties, seventies, eighties. Yeah. But they, but they've been here for a long time because there's like comics later in the series where it shows Bigby Wolf in like World War Two. Sick. Which is yeah, <laughs> it's pretty sick. That's like um, Hugh Jackman Wolverine in World War Two. Pretty much, yeah. Um, Hugh Jackman would be he, could, he would be, he would be a great Big. He would be really good as Bigby Wolf. <laughs> um, uh, but um, he's like. That, so you know they're they're called fables and they live in New York unless they can't disguise themselves as humans. Then they live on a farm upstate. Oh, the ones that like, like yeah. three little pigs. The three little pigs, and sometimes they escape the farm and they come down. But and, why and does Big Bad Wolf get pet? Is he a because werewolf? he can because he can disguise himself as a human. He doesn't always look like a wolf. He's like a werewolf type of. Is he a wolf or a werewolf? He, or is he a wolf that he's a looks wo- like a man? He's a wolf man that like can make himself look more man. 
But there's parts in the both both in the both in the Telltale series and in the comics where he well, yeah, they do where it. he wolfs out to yeah, intimidate in someone. Um, like he wolfs out to intimidate Bluebeard at one point um, in the comics, uh, and uh, Bluebeard Bluebeard like calls his bluff, but then knows that he can't get away with it. It's a, it's a cool situation. Um, but uh, so they li- all live in this world. Like They're all like Collins. immortal. And it's really right. hard to kill them. So, like, the big deal in this first issue is that when they suspect someone's been murdered, they're suspecting that a fable did it. Because just a regular human could when, not, like, easily do kill Do regular a humans fable. know? No. At least, okay. not, at least not most of them. Um, so, like, they're really hard to kill. It's why also all of the characters are smoking all the fucking time because <laughs> they can't get lung cancer. Well, and also because people smoked all the time, anyway. It's also like the eighties, but uh, but they also and they could get lung but they, cancer, but, but, they but the fables they they don't get lung cancer, so they don't so they don't have to worry about that shit. This As, hey, so they just smoke all the fucking time. Um, and uh, Bixby Wolf, he enjoys a bourbon, doesn't he? Yeah, he drinks and smokes. He's he's a cool detective cool. guy, you know. Yeah. He's, he's he's cool. There's good dialogue in it. Um, I don't have much else to say about this series, really. I just, we had to cover two, and this this was one that was easy. Do to they, cover. do they kill off like popular characters? Oh yeah, they kill off characters here and there. Yeah, uh, in the first issue though, it turns out basically so it's Red Rose who's Snow White's sister. She was the one they thought was murdered, that was being said mm. was murdered, but they find out she was engaged to Bluebeard because of a money situation. And her Mafia and stuff. her and Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk decided to fake her death to get out of the marriage. Okay, that's that was the that was what ended up happening. Yeah, and also there's like fun details like, her fake like Prince Charming, like divorce. like Prince Charming. So like you know how a bunch of fairy tale Disney fairy tales there's a bunch Did, of I know the DreamWorks version. Well, you know, Shrek so version. so in a bunch of different Disney fairy tales, there's a bunch of different. Prince Charming. There always is a Prince Charming. So in this universe, it's one guy, and he's a womanizer, <laughs> and he's a fucking. Asshole. I would love for it to be like yeah. a cult of Prince Charmings. Yeah. Also, I think uh, I don't remember this correctly, but it's later revealed the adversary who's been taking over all their worlds is Giuseppo from Pinocchio. <laughs> like, I think spoilers. By the way, big um, spoilers on it. Spoil- yeah, I, I don't spoilers on my sixty-year-old from comics. a two thousand and two. Fucking fairy tale spoilers comics. for my sixty-year-old yeah. com- Spider-Man comics. Anyway, uh, I think both of my comics came out in the same year. By the way, like two thousand two, <laughs> that was not intentional. Anyway, um, and you have a Superman one. I read Superman All 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 Star Superman. Now, okay, All Star Superman. Before you explain, yeah. it is presumably going to be the basis for the new Superman movie. Interesting. Uh, James Gunn posts a picture of All Star Superman. Is like I'm doing a Superman. I'd be that'd be awesome. The thi- so here's the thing with All Star Superman. That I think I think they, they announced the guy. Ooh, did uh, they? Pull casting. That, pull that up, and I'm just gonna talk. I think the re- I think the thing that makes All Star Superman really special. Um, is that you know we we've been talking about Spider Man a lot recently and about how there's all these different adaptations of Spider Man and. You know, people like to argue on what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man and all this sort of stuff. And um, 
I don't know who that is, but I don't know. Relative unknown guy, David Cornsweet. Yeah, looks Rachel like he could be Brosnan. Superman, I guess. Apparently, um, he's six four. Okay, if he, I mean, if he beefs up, it's so unfortunate though. This is a tangent, definitely though. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's very well. It's Superman related, but. It is so unfortunate that Henry Cavill only got to be in one like okay Superman movie, and then yeah. the rest of his movies and it was just okay too. It, like, and I don't think it's a good Superman movie. He's good in it. He's good as Superman, but it's not a good Superman movie. Like, it's fine, but yeah, it, it has some issues. Man of Steel, like it has it has some issues. <laughs> but. And then he had to be in Batman v Superman and Justice League, and he never really got the chance again. And I just, I wish we could have seen that. But Dude, at the if, same time, if they were doing an All Star Superman with Henry Cavill, oh, I would man. lose my shit. I would lose because my because mind. here's here's the special thing about All Star Superman. One is like he's I said, he's kind of the naive well, like. Well, no, just so humble. Well, no, he's not naive in it. He's not like so. What also the, the, but he's like the kind of Superman that gets the cat out of the tree. Yes and no because also. But he's also a Superman that like lifts a planet or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of cosmic, like cosmic, galactic, galactic crazy stuff. interdimensional yeah. shit that happens in all time travel. It's, it's but he's also like just like like he, Superman. Like he, his his feats in this comic in this twelve issue comic series ranges from him talking down one of the most beautiful panels in it is he talks down a girl from suicide oh wow and it's just one page well it's, yeah that's a quick not thing. naive but he's just like the but you know but he's just trying to do the right thing he's the like good um, like humble like the human yeah but so but, powerful. but but it ranges from that to like he saves the um a bizarro world like and and then comes back to and convinces them all to help him get back to Earth and then preserves the Bizarro poetry from this one Bizarro Superman who could think not like the Bizarros. Oh, Bizarro Superman. Um, the backward S. Which purple? A little detail is they the there's dumb this, worse Superman in this whole sequence because like they're, they're all whatever. opposite. So there's a funny sequence where the Bizarro <laughs> Justice League show up to help, but they all of course suck. Because, oh, I love Bizarro because, Batman. Well, okay. The world's worst detective. So no, so we'll get to Batman, but Bizarro Green Lantern, he can come up with anything you imagine, but he can't imagine anything. <laughs> Bizarro Flash, he can run at two seconds an hour, or two, or 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 whatever. Two seconds an hour. Whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> what does fucking, that um, Two inches an hour, or whatever it is. Right. Um, and then alive. Superman in this says, "Where's Batman?" And they say, "Oh." Batman was shot by his parents. Because <laughs> it's the opposite. That's the, it's, the opposite it's, it's of what the, would happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but there's one Bizarro Superman who, like, is, he's like one in every five billion Bizarros are born, like, normal and don't think like Bizarros. Yeah, he's just bad Superman. No, he's not evil at all. He just... Well, classic Liv- Bizarro is but- classic Bizarro, but I mean, he's like this, evil this, and uh, Zibaro, I think is his name. Okay, um, and he's like basically 
is just Superman, but a Bizarro, but doesn't think like a Bizarro. He thinks like a he's regular. He's a Bizarro Bizarro. Yeah, he thinks like a regular Superman, and he's bullied relentlessly by the other Bizarros because they all think he's stupid. Right. Um, he and he just desperately just wants to leave the planet, and he's so lonely. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, but his his feats range from like saving a girl from jumping off a building to like like escape convincing all the bizarros to help him escape their planet um and like soul like he could he's so here's the concept of also well the the concept is basically superman is dying because oh. of a plot by lex luther he absorbed too much solar radiation his cells are slowly like exploding okay um and so he the first thing he does is he goes out and he gives Lo, Lois Lane a, a I mean a, a, also another th- important thing to explain about this comic is so I mentioned like Spider-Man well people argue about like what's the true Spider-Man the concept behind this Superman was that this is an amalgamation of every version of Superman like the all the of the aspects. common best aspects of Superman yeah. in any version of the character it's, it's, Silver it's, Age, it's, Golden Age, yeah, Superman, where he sneezes a galaxy. Yeah, it's this, it's that <laughs> character. So there's Superman a lot of like very crazy fifties science fiction shield? shit in this shield throwing. No, he doesn't do that. Ah, uh, that'd be cool though. Probably could though. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, so and it's you that, know in Superman two where he throws that, the like plastic yeah Superman oh, shield, yeah. good stuff. But but you know he finds out he's dying and he goes. And first thing he does, he's, he gets like a, a serum that can give you Superman powers for 24 hours and he gives it to Lois Lane for her birthday. Nice. So that, and, and there's like a reason, like it's one to like spend time with her. And also because he thinks he, he knows he's dying. He's like, is it, is it, he's like, he's, heard, he's like, no one understands. I know this comic has like it's through line, but I've also heard it's like a good, just like Superman, like anthologies, like it different is, adventures. Mm, yeah. There's a through line, but, but most of the issues are like a little different adventure. Nice. Um, so like the bizarro one, that's a whole, that's adventure, a whole issue. That's um, issue yeah. Uh, but like there's stuff like, so he gives, you know, he gives the serum to Lois Lane. It's one to spend time with her, but it's also partly cause he's like, I'm dying. And no one, and I, and he's worried about a world without Superman, so he wants someone to understand his point of view. So he's like, "I'm gonna give you this serum so that you can experience what it's like to be me for a day," type of thing, uh, which actually ends up tying up at the very ending. Spoilers, obviously. Um, Lex Luthor at the ending gets this serum as well. And what happens is that Lex Luthor, because Superman can see and hear everything about ev- that everyone is doing, like all at once, right? And that's awful. Um, and it overwhelms Lex Luthor. Oh. He's just, he and and he and it brings him to tears because Lex Luthor is all about like I am the only one who's important, right? And this overwhelms Lex Luthor because he's like I finally understand your perspective. Um, but it, it's just a great series. I mean, there's, um, but, uh, the, uh, and part of the series also reads kind of like a Greek, a Greek tragedy. Do you think this would be because, a great introduction to the character of Superman? Oh, absolutely. I think it's one of the best representations of Superman. Um, it reads almost like a Greek tragedy because there's a whole thing 
where he's visited by Samson, the time traveling guy. I love the art style. And I love that he's got like just a classic Superman look. Yeah. No unnecessary lines. He's got the logo on the cape. Mm-hmm. Like Christopher the, little, the little short cape too. Not yeah, too, this short, too long. Yeah, kind of uh, awkward. <laughs> um, it's great. Uh, I, also, here's a question. So you know, Spider-Man's got a spider logo on the back. Yeah. Okay, Superman logo on cape or not? What do you prefer? I think I prefer the yellow without, Superman logo uh, without the logo on the cape. I know it's not the classic for me, but I, I get it. Without the logo, it makes it a little more streamlined. Yeah, it's I, like Batman would wear a bat on the back of his yeah, cape. It's I think, ridiculous. I think it just looks it's better. It's ridiculous, but at the same time. I like the idea that you know it's Superman even when you see him from behind. You oh, see yeah. the golden Superman That's logo. Fair. Yeah, fair and enough. I kind of like it on yeah. the back of the cape. Well, it's just it's grown on me. I mean, when it's, it's like the same idea as the back Spider-Man logo. You know who it is when you see. Like imagine Spider-Man, mm-hmm. John Romita Spider-Man, but the back of him is just a blank blue, just like back, and just like. Yeah, yeah. That's lame. No, no, I I get that. Yeah, but the cape. <laughs> It's well, a little ridiculous with the logo. What on this comic series does so well, but I like it, is emphasizing. I, I stand that, for logo on cape. Well, what this comic series does so well is emphasizing that Superman. What makes him a hero is not that he's Superman. It's his. It's his. Uh, it's that he's Clark Kent. Exactly. It's, it's his, that. It's that he. It's he cares. He does the right thing no matter what. Because so like. He doesn't um, have to. I mean, there, there's a re- he, there's a really probably my favorite issue has the powers of a god. Yeah, but and still, well, I mean, this whole 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 run he's visited in early on by Samson, the time traveling guy. Yeah, um, they do a big arm wrestle, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, Superman beats him. Of yeah. course. Um, and, Is Samson and, like biblical like well, version? I don't know much about Samson of, in the comics. Um, but well, because he has a time traveler, Doc Samson in the Marvel comics, who's mm. who was um, he used to be? Oh, what Rick Jones? No, no, Rick Jones was a bomb, but he was another one of Bruce Banner's gamma ray science friends. Oh yeah, yeah. He got gamma rays, but did his hair. So like Samson the Bible, like when he had long hair, he was super yeah. strong. When they cut his hair, he wasn't strong. Right, right. Well, um, Samson this does have long hair. I think. Um, really, yeah, I don't know should. much about this this character. I just know I watched the All Star um, Superman car- animation uh, movie. Uh huh. And he arm wrestles with Samson, and then also like some guy from. So but, maybe Atlas. Yeah, it was Atlas. Yeah. yeah, Atlas was the other guy. Um, because they're competing for Lois Lane. <laughs> and the whole time it's hilarious that Superman's just like, no, just leave us the fuck alone. Right. But he you still know, gets roped into their challenges. Somehow. And he still beats them um, anyways. Well, because Superman. his he's dying, but also the whole solar radiation thing upped his powers. He's more powerful than Superman's ever been. Is this one that you don't want to spoil? I'm down to spoil. I don't fucking care. We um, don't have to. No. I, I think maybe no, I think no, maybe go, we should leave it alone. Go read it. I'm gonna spoil read it. it. Uh, Wait. I, I'm not gonna spoil everything, but I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil shit. Um, but basically, Sam, obviously, it doesn't. But Samson, die. because this Sam, isn't the death of Superman. This yeah. is Superman versus well, Doomsday. Well, or is it? No, is this is a, this is a one off. This is a one off. This is not. Oh, it's not even canon. This is not canon. This is an amalgamate. This is intended to be an it's amalgamation. It's just like the and it's tended it's tended to be picturesque an, Superman. An the idea of yeah, Superman. The, the exploration of the of the character. Oh, um, so it doesn't matter. Okay, spoilers. Yeah. Um, 
uh, so you know, Samson, he's a time traveler and all that. And Samson is like, and, yeah, I, I know one. you're dying because Lois Lane doesn't know yet. But Samson's like, yeah. I know you're dying. Um, but because I'm the future, I've heard about this, and I know that you complete twelve great feats before you die. Oh, and it's so like it's one of those very Herculean, like yeah. Um, and throughout the series, he complete and they name it. Um, uh, you know, and and he does all sorts of shit. Like he's worried. One of my favorite moments is he's worried about like a world without Superman. So what he does is in his Fortress of Solitude, he has this little. They don't really explain it super much, um, but he has this little like cube thing that's like a miniature actual galaxy. <laughs> None of um, the Fortress of Solitude stuff makes sense. And so. and he has this like miniature actual galaxy with an <laughs> actual planet in it that's developing life. At, and he's oh, and that's to, like New Krypton, right? Um, or is that the one he keeps in the glass bottle? No, yeah, but that's there too. Oh, yeah, of course. He, that's a whole thing. They, 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 because they're <laughs> tiny, and he's trying to find a way to make them not tiny. Um, they, he ends up just bringing them to Mars. And they end up being assholes, though. Not in this. Not in this version. Not in this. Um, okay. uh, he ends up bringing them to Mars because he can't make them not tiny. But he's like, but I can, <laughs> but you can live on Mars under the yellow sun. Um, yeah, you still and, have yellow and, sun. and still have Superman powers and not be and like and, and not being Superman. like conflicting with humanity. Yeah, just on Mars. You know, it's just a little, little bunch of little tiny, tiny Kryptonians. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> he makes like this little, he has this little pocket universe thing. But this is the um, kind of stuff I want um, in a Superman yeah, movie. The weird. Well, well like, it's it's stuff I, like. I want that. But it still explores like the humanity. So there's like this little pocket humanity, pocket universe thing. And he's looking at it. It's called Earth Q. And it's like, this is an Earth that's developing. And he's observing it. It's developing without superhumans. So he has, he he wants to have an idea of like what would an Earth without Superman be like to kind of ease his conscience, and in this and in this Earth, is it worse? It shows or? an artist developing the idea of Superman. Don't tell me they like. I mean, insinuate that Superman created our universe. No, I don't think it quite goes that far. It stops just ahead of that. <laughs> but the idea being like you know the, he's like comforted by the idea of like the the ideals of superman will live on even if he's not around right you know um there's stuff like he i when, love when the he's art, when he's in way. the bizarro I, world um he's gone for like two months and when he comes back he's like holy shit metropolis is covered in like kryptonian architecture what the hell is going on um and in the two months he was away there was these two kryptonians who were like the first kryptonian astronauts who left Krypton like centuries ago. Um, Is that Superman with a gun? Yeah, he does use a ray gun or it's a gravity gun. Oh, and it's like super Superman powers. Yeah, it's like a gravity gun. He has green lasers. Um, uh, But, you know, there's these two Kryptonians that show up on Earth and they are like evil. Well, they're pretending to be heroes, but then they're actually planning to wipe out humans and build a new Krypton. Like Invincible. Yeah. Yeah. But it turns out that, and they start fighting and they're stronger than Superman, but then they start like their bodies start breaking down. And they're like that one of them goes blind and all of everything. And Superman's like, when you were adrift in space, you, you absorb so much, um, a kryptonite into your actual molecules. Ooh. Your bodies are killing you. Ooh. So he takes them to the Fortress of Solitude and yeah, they were evil and they hurt him and but they were still, and they were hurting people, but they were, they were lovers. So what he does is he goes, he like uploads their brains into like his, his like computer, his crystal thing. And he's like, (laughs) I'm going to give you the choice. I can either let you die or I can send you into the phantom zone. 
And yeah, the Phantom Zone sucks, but you can be together. So he's still like is giving them a, I like an that, option. He's like he's like I don't want to fuck you. And then you have the Superman. <laughs> well, and he did this in Superman too when they just threw General Zod and his mates down the abyss. Yeah, <laughs> but but like when he snaps his neck and Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah, it's that like, is, that's what did it for me. That it's well, not also that that, a lot of that movies what did it for me were the the destruction and how and I know he was kind of trying to stop it but at the same time superman shouldn't be realistic the whole idea yeah. of superman isn't realistic but you shouldn't put superman in a realistic setting i yeah. i think superman just needs to be superman yeah superman needs to be able well, to save everybody no matter what like in superman one where he uh, time travels or reverses time because he can and because he's Superman, and you know, mm-hmm. I just like that kind of thing with well, my Superman. They, they just do a lot of. He they, does. They really do like. He always does the right thing, and he can always do the right. Well, that's thing. what this series does so well is it explores like the really fantastical stuff mixed with him really just being a boy from Kansas. Right, because that's where he was raised. Um, and there, there's all there's a and sequence where good. there's that's a sequence why. where it's a flashback to when he's still living on the Kent farm. And it's, it explores when Jonathan Kent dies, and it and it does this whole thing. So like a team is it still a heart attack. Yes. This, okay. um, but what happens is a team of Supermans from the future show up, and they were and and they they disguise themselves and they work as farmhands. One of them's covered all in bandages. One of them's a little midget guy in a cloud. One of them's like has a mohawk. I love it's, how weird this is. Um, and uh, and and they and Superman realizes who they are. You know, and, and they, they reveal themselves. As and there's and, Superman? And, yeah, and there's Superman. And there's super, there is a society of Supermen from, from, well, across, multiverse, from yeah. across time. Not multiverse, across time. Well, that's um, sort of. Same universe, though, but across time, uh, who are like, they that. get together to fight time threats. And there's a, a monster who eats time. So they, they're and different this, guys? They just yeah. have the same powers? Yeah, they're, they're descendants of Superman or whatever. Uh, um, okay, okay. Um, and, uh, and this monster shows up that eats time, and they time fight him. Works. And the the Superman in the bandages, he's all like, he's trying to stop Clark Kent from like fighting. He's like, no, no, this monster eats time. You don't want to fuck with it. And but the Superman's like, no, no, this is my home. This is Kansas. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight it. And he does. And but the result is that um, because he's fighting this monster that eats time. Jonathan Kent has a heart attack while he's fighting it. And he's not able to be fast enough. Well, and and then it's revealed also, that the because this is a flashback, it's revealed that the Superman of the bandages is All Star Superman. He is Clark. It is him. He's Clark Kent, but he's wearing the bandages to reveal, not reveal himself. Mm. And he was trying his best to give the younger himself self a chance, a last to moment, try to like with his path. with his dad, um, basically. Well, that's well, one not, of my, not, not to change the past, but like but a, last, that mo- a okay. moment. But yeah. that's one of my favorite things about Superman. You have this man that can like do anything you can think of, that can reverse time, that can whatever. Mm-hmm. Super strong, can fly, can do anything you would want any super. I mean, he's the baseline for superhero. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but with Jonathan can't have enough, and that's why I think it's so fucking stupid how they killed him in Man Still. I know oh, I'm getting where, back to Man Still. Where he's just like, no, he's like, no, they're not. Kevin Costner's like, no, don't save me. I'm gonna save this dog, 
I'm gonna die in this tornado, even though you could quickly just grab me, no one would fucking notice. Yeah. And it's fine. But I he's what like, I like about like, No, they ain't ready. Like the Richard Donner Superman and the comics is um how Jonathan Kent just dies of a heart attack. And that's something Superman can't stop. Yeah, and one of the one of the that's future the thing Superman, that's out of his control. One of the future like, Superman, like and uh, so and what they do is like the a couple of the far future Superman come back in time and they give him like a rose made of like Kryptonian like diamonds or something like nice. that and they're just like this is for you to lay on his grave from all of us nice because we know what this means one it's like um, and that and, shows that superman does have limitations and, and yeah and one and, and one of the old and one of the the that death is a natural one of thing. the future superman's tells all-star superman um who was the one that was in the bandages in disguise who had gone back who in is time. the same one it's same superman but he was disguising future. himself and he'd gone yeah, back okay. so it's a flashback but it's kind of not a flashback gotcha. it's weird um gotcha. uh gotcha. and he says basically to him he's like he just ran out of heartbeats Right, like, like it's like there's nothing you could do. Like you just have, yeah. that's just part. Like even Superman has to deal with things like that. Normal people have to deal with. Yeah, and that's just what's so good about this comic is it's like all of the best stuff about Superman of him being this great giant hero combined with him being just like little moments, just a regular guy. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 really and cool. if. James Gunn is really basing his script off of this. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely interested. He kind of, um, uh, spoilers, he kind of dies at the end. Mm. So basically he fights Solaris, the red, the living red sun. Oh, and that's like his, one of his big weaknesses. Um, and he fights him. He fights Lex Luthor and, but, and he defeats him. And, and Solaris, he's like, you're evil, but I saw, I was told by future people that you're going to be reformed and become good. So I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to beat you up really bad. Uh, <laughs> so you can start to become reformed. Um, and, but then Solaris betrayed Lex Luthor and poisoned our son. Uh Oh, and Superman in his last moments, he says goodbye to Lois Lane and he flies up into us, into our son. And he basically goes like into the, it's really vague, but he was going to turn into a red son. No, no, he he sustains our son, but what what happens? No, or, Solaris. Oh, it, they were turning into a blue sun or something like that, or I don't know. Um, Why wouldn't it be a red sun? I don't know. I, okay, <laughs> but uh, he basically he says goodbye to Lois Lane for the last time and flies up into our sun and goes into the heart of it to fix it. Okay. And he basically becomes the heart the of the sun, and it's space. And it's said like this is a yeah, task. It's a task that will take ten thousand years and the last panels are like Lois Lane. Well, wait, isn't like that when Lois... you get Superman one million when he comes out finally? I think that's it's like the same timeline. I think that's the same Superman, maybe, or like related and to where it. he's like the god like um, multiversal. But like... <laughs> yeah, but um but you see in the last panels it's like Lois Galaxy Lane and Jimmy Olsen power. being like he's gone, but he's he's up there though. Right. You know. It's it's a really really good comic. I'm gonna have to read that, and it only takes about two and a half hours to read the entire run. So nice, it's nice. it's good shit. Um, well, that's a good uh, kind of segue because I got some classic Spider-Man comics that touch let's, on. Let's take a quick, similar-ish. Take a quick Are you taking a break? moment here? Oh, okay. Whoops, a Daisy. Nope. You can't just say no to that. It happened. Nope. 
You can't just, you can't do that. He, you know, I don't even tell him what happened. I don't get to tell him. He, he almost tripped over, he tripped over the power cord a little bit. Nope. And almost, oh, he's revoking it. Wow, that, that's how that works. Okay. That is, that is how that works. Anyways, that's Spider-Man. Yes, yes. So Tell me about Spider-Man. The first one I want to talk about, Spider-Man, is um, this is... So the... Steve Dicko also wrote on this mm. with Stan Lee, which is nice. great. Steve Dicko and Stan Lee, classic combo, classic Marvel method combo. Steve Dicko, penciler, and inker as well. And you don't see that a lot where they also ink, but... um. Amazing Spider-Man, the original run, 1963, issue number 31 through 33, If This Be My Destiny arc. So this is when Peter starts college, freshman year of college. And um, he hasn't, well, because he's just getting out of high school, going into college, he's not at the Daily Bugle yet. Mm-hmm. He's, but we're going to get there. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's... You know, like anybody in that, like in between phase in your life and starting new things. And he's uh, feeling, but he's Spider-Man. Nice. He's feeling uneasy about things. I've been but in he's that Spider-Man. phase of my life for the past but six years, Spider-Man. but I wasn't Spider-Man. Um, I was briefly a pizza delivery guy. So though, he's still so trying to, you know. That's close enough. <laughs> right. He's, you know, still trying to make it on time to classes and everything. And not because, you know, he's staying up all night. And this is still, this is the phase of Spider-Man where he mostly does his work at night. He does daytime, he does daytime stuff, but because it's just hard for him to do a lot of daytime work because he's supposed to be at school. He's supposed to be making his appearances as Peter Parker, of course. Yeah. And all that stuff. Um, well, so and then there's these new villains, and I'll show you these guys. It's pretty good, pretty good stuff. Very 60s villains. Um, basically, these scuba diving guys, they pull off all these schemes at the river, the Hudson River. <laughs> scuba diving guys? In the Hudson River. Um, they wear purple suits and everything. Oh, I love and it. they have <laughs> yeah. an underwater base, and they shoot people with uh, like sleek gas. Yeah. To knock him out. And there's an amazing panel here. So Spider-Man chases them down in their helicopter, of course. And there's an amazing... I love this panel where they say, Give him a shot of sleep gas. He has to breathe like anyone else. And hurry. (laughs) It would take an army to hold him. And then Spider-Man, thanking. Gas? Lucky for me, they shouted it out in time for me to take a deep. Gulp of air. <laughs> so it's not like, oh, spider sense. He sensed they were going to do it. No, they shouted it out. And he's like, oh, I better hold my breath because they announced that they were going to sleep gas him in the battle. <laughs> Let's sleep gas him. Oh, okay. I'm gonna hold my breath. It's like, it's <laughs> like, it's like the, uh, like, the, the jokes where it's like Dragon Ball Z and he's like, stop announcing your attacks before you do them. Like, Exactly. That, that that's exactly what happens here. No spider sense. He's just like they announced it. It'd be like and, if you were sneaking up uh, on someone and you're about to take them out, and you're like sneak attack, <laughs> and then and then try I miss the old school back logo by the way, and the front logo. I like the old but, school logo. Um, in the coloration. But anyways, he's like, who the heck are these guys? And he beats them all up, fights them. 
and because he's Spider-Man, and uh, but he finds out they follow the Master Planner, this new villain, the Master Planner. Ooh, who's this guy? Who's the Master know? Planner? It's and very anyways, original. Uh, just to kind of yeah, it was well, you're gonna see. It was but, original back then, right? <laughs> but then was, you know we he got, goes we back be to a little easier on as him. he was fighting a Spider-Man. Basically, what ends up happening is Aunt May falls sick to this illness. She's in a she goes into a coma. Ooh, and he's like, oh, if I was there, you know, I could have stopped it. I could have done something if I wasn't being Spider-Man. And that's when he starts having this doubt. And he's like, damn, I could have been with Gwen Stacy and everything. And, uh, you know, actually, you know, doing my schoolwork, maybe. And um, Aunt May falls ill, and, you know, he has to find a cure for Aunt May. And by the time we get to that point in the series, the great one of my favorite things happens is where he fought the lizard in Spider-Man issue six. Early. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then he's like, I'm going to go back to Doc Connors. I know he did the lizard thing, but he's good now. <laughs> he's, he's good now. And he's he, still... he's, like, he's the only guy I would know that would know how to do this. And he's an active scientist again. He's like professor. Like he did, smart guy. he did the lizard thing. <laughs> and he's he, already been there, done that. He's been there, done that. Yeah. And now he's a professor again. <laughs> but, but, but he's got tenure. But he's so, still, you know, he's got tenure. <laughs> He's still a smart guy. Plus, he did it down in Florida. New Yorkers don't care what happened in Florida. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, but he's got... Because Spider-Man did travel to Florida to fight a lizard in the original. Right, yeah. But he's got tenure, and you know, <laughs> if you're tenure, you can turn into a lizard person, and you, you get to still be a professor. And he tried to turn everyone to lizards, but you know what? He didn't. These days... <laughs> th- maybe these days... These mm. days, you're a tenure professor, and you turn into a lizard, try to turn everyone else to lizards, <laughs> and maybe they're just like... They pressure you to retire. Actually, I think in the original one, he didn't. He wasn't trying to turn everyone to lizards. He just became a big lizard. <laughs> just became a big lizard. You know. I did watch uh, No Way Home earlier today, and my big favorite, lizard. my favorite bits in that <laughs> is when, when like, like it was the net, or he was like, um, you know, uh, Max is like, I got an upgrade. He's like. I could give you a real upgrade. He's like, do you mean turn me into a lizard? And he's like, yes, it's the next stage of human evolution. <laughs> well, I love in uh, Amazing Spider-Man where they're like, who's the lizard? It's a big Is one. it the guy that's been experimenting with lizards and never stopped talking about lizards as a professor that has the equipment to turn things into lizards? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> What's his plan? Turn everyone turn into lizards. Into lizards. <laughs> Well, anyways, he goes to Kirk Connors for help because uh, uh, Aunt May's got, like, radiation in her blood. Mm, that's no good. That's and notoriously a bad thing. It may or may not have something to do with the these guys in the Master Planner. And uh, they have an underwater base. Spider-Man doesn't know about this, but they, they go back to their underwater base, and the Spider-Man does this thing. And then in between this, Spider-Man's, like, just trying to do what he can to get money for her medical bills and everything. This is when he starts the photographer thing. Mm -hmm. He installs a camera in his belt, a belt GoPro. Nice. But instead of taking pictures of himself as Spider-Man, he hasn't caught on to that yet in the comics yet. He invented a GoPro? He invented a GoPro. He's like, I'm just going to take pictures. And when was this, the late 60s, early 70s? I'm going to swing around and take pictures of New York. 
and just stuff happening in New York. Okay. And he's like, damn it, there's nothing happening tonight. <laughs> he's just swinging around. Uh, and, you, you know, you get good, uh, you get great panels from the, the swinging around. But uh, he's like, there's nothing happening. And, like, not even any bad guys have fight at this point. And then these other, the, the master planner guys are all scheming. And their scheme is like, oh, to take over the world, of course. <laughs> I'm surprised their scheme isn't like hey, hey, we'll make Spider-Man not have any good pictures. <laughs> well, that's a little bit <laughs> and uh, uh, controlling radiation and everything, and they have the underwater base. And but then Aunt May falls in a coma, and Spider-Man just you know Peter Parker becomes distraught. He's already missing his first classes in college. You know, he's already, like, tired, not doing well because he's been up all night doing Spider-Man. And, like, he spends – he's he's up all night doing Spider-Man stuff just to try to get good pictures to sell to the Daily Bugle as freelance. Like, he's not actively stopping crime. He does out in yeah. the way, but, like, that's not the reason he's out. And this is kind of – this is still before – I mean, obviously, we had Uncle Ben die and we had a great responsibility classic line. But he's still not quite like one hundred percent the Spider Man we think of. But this is when we kind of well, because people, we see people him get there. Don't but what he, I love about Spider Man, you have that slow transition. Well, also, of a people, teenager. people don't people forget that Spider Man originally, yeah, he had the tragic Uncle Ben moment, but Uncle Ben died off screen or off panel in the original. Yeah, they it, they, they didn't yeah, show yeah. a tragic moment. Uh, the great power comes great responsibility was a narration at the end of the, yeah. of the comic. Um, his transition, original transition into being the fully fledged Spider-Man we love was more, it was, uh, there's more minutiae. It was more, of, it was a more of a transition. It was, it was, it was a transition. And, 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 and in some ways I think that's a lot better. It's and people, if this, People are used to movies where it happens within one movie. Two hours. Um, that's not how it happened in the original comics. Yeah, it was a slower burn. Which I think and, is actually better. I mean, it's. I mean, he's still doing heroic Spider-Man stuff and fighting bad guys and everything, but he's still thinking about himself and like what he's gonna do with his friends and what he's gonna do. Yeah. And like that kind of thing, and. Um, and also, well, anyways, not, it, wait, another thing people forget about well, the original versions of Spider-Man that is less shown now is Spider-Man was a very fucking... He's wearing an Argyle vest but in also, the 60s. He's a very rageful guy. Oh, we're going to get to that. Yeah. So he's when a he, rageful guy so for a while. So basically what happens, he tracks down that the guys that he fought earlier... Um, because he's been bullied his whole life and he's taking it out on people. Right. But what, but what happens, he finds out they have the isotope 36 that Kirk Connors is like, you got to get that isotope. If you want me to be able to make the cure to, uh, fix AMA to heal AMA. Yeah. And, um, he's like, okay. And he figures out those guys that he fought earlier has it. And he just goes into a rage, like legit. And this is like early, Spider-Man and he goes into a rage where wait he's just like ripping shit apart like busting down walls there's a bit in the that happens where he he's fighting all these guys and like he's you know how like the Spider-Man game where you can stealth at the hideout if you want and you can stealth yeah for a bit um 
He just skips the stealth. He just just goes straight in, busts through the window, and starts beating people up. Literally, he busts like through the roof, and like these guys try to like. Here's some shots where, well, there's Kurt Connors, and he, uh, I I love this panel because he was like, "Do you remember the research which gave you lizard characteristics? Could you use that knowledge to help my friend?" He wants him to use the lizard thing. He's encouraging it. Peter, you're asking him for, to, for him to turn people into lizards. It's his whole thing. Look like, at him. That's a man that wants to turn people into lizards. You can see it in his eyes. Well, anyways, the Spider-Man busts in, and he literally, he busts into just different gang hideouts to get, like, information on these guys because he doesn't know where they quite are. And, like, he literally just, like, busts through the door, breaking ah, down walls. That's He's awesome. like, I don't have time to talk. And they're like he's fighting mad, and then because it's sick, and um, he's 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 and then de- like all these guys, I love. This he's whole, definitely a gamer that doesn't enjoy the stealth sections. Not at this moment. Yeah. Like he, See, all yeah. these guys are like, oh, we can take them if we all dogpile them. And he was like, not any amount of you can stop me. People forget how fucking <laughs> physically strong. And then they like Spider-Man get is. scared and run away because he's like actually being terrifying. And he just rips the staircase down. Damn. <laughs> and I, I love... Straight um, from the early days, they're just establishing just like, that Spider-Man is ridiculously <laughs> fucking strong. Yeah. Like, um, but then, who is the master planner? Ooh. It's is, none other. Who do you think it would be? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess. Out of the classic Spider-Man rogues gallery. It's okay. one of them. Okay. This is too, too early for Doc Ock. Is it? It's Doc Ock. Is it Doc Ock? <laughs> it's Doc Ock. Okay, fucking course it's Doc Ock. He's always the mastermind behind shit. Oh, yeah. It's Doc Classic Doc Ock. And he finds out it's Doc Ock. He's like, oh, crap, Doc Ock. And um, at this point, though, he's like, we fought before. And he's like, I'm not holding back. You know how, like, in Spider-Man 2, like, where he was obviously holding back his punches. He would have killed Alfred Molina. Oh, yeah. Um, he At this point, he's like, nah. Yeah. I need to get this isotope. I need to get the this only period. time they address um, that whole him punching Doc Ock all the time is in Superior Spider-Man. Really, like that's that's the only time they really address that. Because at this but point, let's, he let's says, be honest, Doc Ock would have died. Yeah, but he says, "Oh, it's one of my strongest on. foes, and yet I must defeat him for the sake of Aunt May." Yeah, but in his own rage, like they're. Doc Ock's like fighting him like normal, like right. Yeah, like he's like doing his tentacle thing. He's like he, he's like I fought Spider-Man. There's a before. bit where Spider-Man tangles up his tentacles, like fun little bit. Yeah, but then Spider-Man's just like, I'm fucking mad. I have to get this cure. Fuck you. And he just starts ripping apart the whole building, and he uh, throws this pillar at Doc Ock, and like Doc Ock's like, you're insane. You literally just destroyed the foundations to this underwater base. And he didn't know that at the time. Yeah. Because he like snuck in through this like one hatch that ended up in the underwater base. Right. And um, and even Doc Ock said, there's no way to fight him. No way to stop him. He's like a raging human dreadnought. I've got to escape. That's what Doc Ock is saying. Damn. He has to escape. You rarely see that kind of thing. It's no. usually Spider-Man saying that. But Doc Ock, because like, this is Spider-Man not pulling his punches like the Andrew Garfield version. And he's like, oh, my God. 
this is terrifying. This guy's going to tear me apart. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> going to murder me. What the fuck? <laughs> this is the 60s. Gonna, He's not supposed to be like this yet. <laughs> yeah. This is early in his run. This is the, like, we're not supposed to get on. this shit until the we're 90s. We're supposed to just like shoot lasers at each other and yeah. like... We're, we're not supposed to get this sort of stuff Walk until... Walk off at the end of the day. We're not supposed to get this attitude until the 90s. At the earliest late 80s. Right. Black suit. Yeah. But no. He's <laughs> just like, fuck you, Doc Ock. I have to get this cure. I'm just going to rip you apart. <laughs> we're about, everything we're about 25, 30 years or too early for this shit. But they went for it. But in his own rage, he became his own destruction because he destroyed the pillars. And Doc Ock's like, oh, my God, this guy's a madman. This guy's nuts. And um, it causes the whole fucking place to collapse. Damn. Yeah. Spider-Man, I mean, literally, when he's not holding back, he's strong enough to just destroy a whole building. Like, yeah. you know. And then this whole thing, it's like a big scientific crazy lab. It's the sixties. So you have a lot of unnecessary crazy things, right? Yeah, of course. But above them for whatever reason, I guess the support from water pressure, I don't know, but these like cast iron structures, like motors, engines and structures oh, yeah, above yeah. them. Well, it all falls down on fucking Spider-Man. Oh yeah. That was, that so would you know how like in, uh, homecoming. Yeah, it was where it's Vulture that caused it to happen. Yeah, and this well, one is Spider Man's own rage that caused this to I happen. I think that's better. Yeah, I mean, not, uh, Homecoming does it pretty well as for for what it and was. And the whole fucking thing falls on him. Damn. Yeah. And basically, for a while, he's just like, I can't. I just can't do this. I'll just wait around and try to like weasel my way out. Yeah. But so there's a couple of different things going on in his mind. For one, it's a ticking time bond because because Aunt May is dying. She right, will die right, if right. he can't get this cure. And the cure, the bottle is literally like just across from him in the room, but he can't reach it because he has all this mm. cast iron, all this iron and shit on top of him. And if he doesn't get it fast enough, Kurt Connors won't be able to process it in time to be able to make the cure. Oh yeah, so yeah. that's another so layer. He's really on the time. On the and then number there. three. He notices in throughout the comic, and you should just read it, but I, I, I took screenshots of the best, well, not, you know, some good parts, and he notices the water dripping from the ceiling. Uh, so not only Aunt May's going to die, Dr. Co Connors won't be able to get the stuff to make the cure in the first place, and he will die. Because yeah, the, whole, drown. the whole Hudson River will collapse on top of him. Yeah. And that's the I'm thing. sorry, even Spider-Man. He will drown. Yeah. And um, and there's even earlier on when he fights those guys, he's like, oh, they're going to drown. I guess I'll save them. Like, he's not like how, like, Superman's, like, always doing the right thing. He's yeah. like, okay, fine. Superman. At this point. Superman wasn't, wouldn't hesitate. And later, Peter wouldn't hesitate. No, but at this point, but, you but know. Like, like we said earlier. Um, people he's still early on. He's, he's still, still early got those on, teenage and, hormones. And, and they took a lot longer than the movies do than people are used to. And then what it says that. here is, is, and wow, the costume te teenager fumes as his, at his seemingly hopeless predicament. May Parker slowly seeks deeper and deeper into her coma. One faint word softly crossing her lips, Peter. But behind yeah. the bolted door, unsuspected by mass criminals, Spider-Man fumes in helpless rage as he drops off a waterfall even faster, even lar larger, faster, larger, faster. I failed. 
Just now when it counted the most, I've failed. And then we get to the next issue. Amazing Spider-Man, the final chapter. Classic. Oh, yes. And this is all Steve Ditko. And I love, just take a look at that. Just like him struggling under everything and just... That's some art. I mean, beautiful artwork. Damn. That's the 60s. That's, why? That's, that's And it's basically at the point where it's like, it seems as he can't do it, but he has to. Yeah. He just has to. And he gets that will and he eventually. Because, because there, there, there is this one thing about Spider-Man. You get that classic image that they uh, replicated in Homecoming. We got to post that one. Yeah. And there, he there, eventually pushes it up. There is this thing about Spider-Man. That is kind of an unsaid ability of his. Willpower. A a lot of fans consider it like this is his defining thing, though. If he has to do it, he will. Yeah. Like, kind of thing. Yeah, he can climb walls. He can sling webs. He has super strength, spidey sense. But his his most defining ability is his willpower. Yeah. If he has to do something for the sake of... You know, he will his loved eventually. ones and all that is good. He will do it. Not just because he it's, is it's, strong it's enough. It's the same thing that I think makes Captain America so cool yeah. as well. Not all Marvel heroes have this thing, but a few do. Captain America is one of them um, where it's just like this. It Something has to be done. Doesn't matter if you, and, fit, if and you this, actually uh, reasonably. Earlier he says this must weigh more than a locomotive and everything. And... So then in the comic, when he finally lifts it, it says, and then as the agonizing ache in his limbs seems unendurable, his superbly uh, muscled body suffers the torment of a virtually indescribable ordeal. From out of the pain, from out of the agony, comes triumph. Mm. Classic. And um, Damn. So he pushes the whole I fucking thing up comic. and then he fucks all these guys up and then <laughs> nice, not even sore. Uh, I'm sure. He well, he's sore. sore. He's like, I almost broke my leg. I'm sure he was but sore the like, next day. Yeah, yeah. He's got all that adrenaline. He's not feeling that. Well, moment. he was doing um, like a lot of Spider Manning before this, like uh, busting down doors and like breaking right. shit. And and he was like, damn, I went a little too far because uh, now I'm sore. I appreciate um, that. I really appreciate these older comics. Uh, we're not afraid. To just straight up have an omnipotent narrator. Oh, I love that. Who yeah, just I mean, says like, oh, you know, and describing what's happening. Well, that's Stan Lee. It's I mean, Stan it, Lee, yeah. And and newer comics are more afraid to do that. I love having that narrator. And I imagine it in Stan Lee's voice. Oh, like, yeah, of course. You know, um, of course. So who else would narrate Spider-Man? So we have that classic Stan triumph. Lee. And then, you know... That's kind of where I left off on that run, and then that was that was a, that was a great that's and an equally run. as important run, and this is what really solidifies what it means to be Spider Man. Okay, yeah, this one like reinforces that, like despite all his doubts, he just has to be Spider Man. Yeah. Well, uh, the next one, which Spider Man Two is heavily based off of, Spider Man No More. Oh, it kind of yes, combines yes. that and this be my destiny because Spider-Man mm. no more doesn't feature dog. Ock. This be my destiny does. And they're both like uh-huh. the test, the classic test. Yeah. And you get that classic cover art. Great. Yeah. And this is John Romita senior. And he just has a, the, like I described earlier, just a very 
bold, heroic Spider-Man. Not too overly buff, not too skinny, just the right amount of Spider-Man. Nice. <laughs> and just nice. the the eyes, the coloring. I mean, sometimes I like just, so, sometimes I like skinnier, sometimes I like buffer, but I like I generally John like Romita. It's just like the like, perfect middle. Like ground. for example. Miles Morales in Across the Spider-Verse. Skinny He's skinny and lanky, and I love it. But um, fucking Miguel O'Hara, big buff. I mean, he. I, I don't think he's ever been that buff. No, he's usually... Uh, well, and I mean, not, he, uh, he is buff. He's a buffer. Everybody Spider-Man. in the 90s was like yeah, extremely He, he is generally a buffer Spider-Man, but he's never been that buff. Like huge. But I, honestly, I loved it. Like Ben Swolo. I thought it was fucking great. I I like it. But just that John Romita (laughs) Spider-Man. And John Romita Jr. does a pretty cool Spider-Man, but I'm sorry. It doesn't compare to your dad's. Uh, Yeah, sorry. um, Sorry, bud. And you get the classic image of him tossing the Spider-Man costume in the trash can. And why does he do that? So it's it's similar to Spider-Man 2 where basically what happened. I mean, there's no like bad villains at this point. I mean, Kingpin scheming. As he does. As he does. <laughs> it's his thing. Um, and he eventually, he, in the later issues, he fights Kingpin and everything. And, say, it, as, uh, but, uh, say uh, assuming... And Kingpin's King, like a Spider-Man villain, actually, classically. Well, um, assuming that King... became a Daredevil villain. Assuming that Kingpin isn't scheming. It's like assuming that we're not doing a podcast. Right, exactly. It's like kind it's of, of the universe. thing. It's like... like <laughs> but... Um, well, anyways, so why like does if he? I, if I ever met someone, why does Spider-Man who, throw in the? Uh, if I ever met someone who was called Kingpin, I'd be like, "You're probably scheming, right?" Yeah, but anyway, but yes, why does continue, Spider-Man sorry. throw in the cape or throw in the suit? Or, right? Why? Why? I, um, and you do get the whole bit of Jameson. It's they took a lot of scenes from this comic to put in Spider-Man Two. Nice. So basically, I mean, it's pretty simple. He's starting to fail his classes in college. Just because he hasn't had time to study, he's, you know, he's running late, and his professors are all like, "Hey, you were a great aspiring student at first. What's happening?" And like, he can't really explain it, and they just think he's being lazy and everything. Mm-hmm. And so he's having a hard time at school, and then while he's out Spider Man and fighting mobsters and stuff, um, just simple Spider Man stuff. Like he's on yeah, top yeah. as Spider Man. He's on top of it at this point. <laughs> as Peter Parker, he's at the lowest. And and as he's Spider-Manning, uh, Aunt May just has a heart attack. Like, no oh, shit. weird comic booky stuff, just no radiation. A, a regular-ass um, heart she, attack. And this is after she got cured of the radiation. But hey, she, hey <laughs> and, and we just talked about Superman. She has a heart attack, and that's a whole thing. It's like, as a young adult, he thinks he could have done something if he wouldn't have been doing Spider-Man stuff. But realistically, and if he would have been there. I mean, we um, again, we just talked about Superman, exactly. Where that's part of the whole message is sometimes and Superman's way more powerful than Spider-Man. So, so, sometimes um, it's just someone's time, no matter how powerful you are. Right, but Spider-Man's not thinking that. He's like, I should have been there. Yeah, Peter Parker should have been there in Spider-Man. Oh, oh, oh there, there, there was definitely. I, and, Maybe I'll find the 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 uh, the panel for you. Yes, I mean, but there's a moment where it's when, the, when Jonathan Kent has the heart attack, the younger Clark Kent who's there, he can hear, he hears it says his heart's not beating, and right. he flies to help, 
and he, of course he's too flying. late, but he flies so fast his hair catches on fire. Oh wow! It's a great <laughs> panel. Yeah, um, that's also really really sad. But anyway, so that happens, and Emma is okay. She recovers. Like it's not like she's gonna be in a coma or anything. She recovers, but he still feels so bad that he wasn't there for her because she's taking care of him. She's his yeah last parental figure, and he's like, I don't want what happened to Aunt May to happen to Uncle Ben. I mean, what happened to Uncle Ben to happen to Aunt May? And then, then he's getting all these teases from Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane, but he's like, I can't actually do anything about it because I'm always being spied. Wasn't like, he like in the early days just like a total baller? Oh yeah. like, he kind of was. I don't want to like, use the one baller because that's like a positive kinda thing. But he kind of was because I, Gwen Stacy wants to date him and hang out with him and like do science projects with him and like, you know, go out and do something after school, whatever they did in the 60s. I don't know. Uh, smoke reefer. But, um, <laughs> and then go I hang out sit under at the a drive through or just like sit somewhere. Go hang out under the bleachers. Mm, yeah, yeah. Or just sit at a public library. What did they do before the internet? Right. <laughs> but, anyways, uh, and then he also has Mary Jane, who's just like the on and off again, just like girl next door. She doesn't go. They don't go to the same school, but they're always hanging out because Aunt May's friends with uh, uh, Mary Jane's uh, mother or grandma or something. Right, right. And that's I, I, how I don't they... want to call him a baller because by today's standards, what Peter is doing in here is really shitty. Well, like well, he's, but basically, he's like leading both of them on. Well, what happens though? But he never can really take up any of their um, advances or opportunities to go on a date with him or do whatever, because he's always doing Spider-Man stuff. So he's like, that sucks. I'm a, like technically shouldn't have these chances, but I do. And also Harry's there and he has the weird haircut, you know, yeah. the sit, you know, <laughs> Harry was weird looking. Yeah. And Norm, very weird for, and, and I want to <laughs> say just back then, but for a long time. Yeah. They ne- it was like red, red and black cornrows, kind of. He had like they didn't make Harry I really understand it. Honestly, I don't think they made Harry or Norman decent looking until Sam Raimi <laughs> even cast, Willem Dafoe cast Willem Dafoe. <laughs> and well, because and, they always did like the weird like red and black squiggly hair. Yeah, like, they're just weird looking, basically <laughs> up until the early two thousands. Well, I don't know if I can confirm that. But anyways, I mean, there, there's maybe so another, that's happening. another version somewhere in the comics. I don't know. And they had that. a heart attack. That was a scare. And then he's not doing good in school. He's failing. He's not, you know, being able to just, you know, date chicks and do that kind of stuff and like all that. And he, you know, he start, he's depressed and he's like, man, being Spider-Man is making Peter's life so much worse. Yeah. And if I could just be Peter, my life would be better. Spider-Man's actively ruining my life. And that's the same kind of thing as Spider-Man 2. And he doesn't lose his powers. He just chooses to stop being Spider-Man. Yeah. He's like, you know what? If I wasn't out fighting crime, I would have been there for MA. I at least would have been there with her. And if anything happened, I would rather be there and not be there. Part, um, of, part of me wants to say... Well, let me get let in, me in the Raimi movie. It would have been good to have him not lose his powers and do it that way because that that's I know, th- but at the same I think time, that's more the, emotionally in impactful. the Raimi verse though. It's he doesn't have web shooters, but you have to create a scenario where he 
well, loses I, web fluid. I think it's more I mean, emotion- that's part it's, of it. It's more emotionally impactful if he just quits. to have him. Uh, well, I think it's more emotionally impactful to just have him quit and not lose his powers. Yeah, but in the sense of a two-hour movie trying to pack that emotion right. into such a small period of time makes sense to have him lose his powers. Well, you know, I, like I will grant he's that web to, to everything. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, anyway, so, so he quits. He's like, you know what? Somebody else will fight the crime or, you know, well, there's other heroes in New York and whatever. And he quits being Spider-Man. He tosses a suit in the trash. And then just like the movie, but this is 60. So no eBay guy. But this kid runs in and brings Jameson to Spider-Man's suit. And Jameson is – and also that's a big part. That's a huge part of it. Jameson, you know, just uh, defaming Spider-Man. As he does. And, like, you have half the people that do like Spider-Man that thinks he's okay. That He's like, he's a hero. And then you have the other people that go along with Jameson. Like, he sucks. He's a menace. Why does he wear a mask, huh? You know, that kind of thing. And um, so he, he turns it in. And, um, and then you get the guy that comes in. And Jameson, like the way he's illustrated, always J.K. Simmons. It's like that's how I imagine him. That's how I hear him when I read the panels. J.K. Simmons. Um, yeah, I I think I think it's interesting how sometimes like, you can. But what's so great yeah. about this? So eventually, I, yeah. he hears about all this crime, and even later on, after he presumably quit being Spider Man, he still has his like police TV radio. And he's like, I got to go fight crime. Right. Oh <laughs> and yeah. He just. There's a point where uh, it gets to the point where this guy's getting assaulted by mobsters and he's just there as Peter. And instead of walking by and like feeling bad about it, he actively jumps in. Like it, it gets to the point where he's like, I, I can't well, stop. And that's the great thing about Spider-Man. And then he thinks about um, that. That's what makes him Spider-Man. This old. And it was the older man that he saved that looked like Uncle Ben. And he's mm. like, if I wasn't there, he would have died just like Uncle Ben well, died. There's this interesting and, um, thing. I, I was watching this video earlier from I'm going to plug. I'm going to plug a YouTube channel. Okay. Um, that Aqua Boy. Um, I think I don't know if you he does love like four hour fucking video essays type of shit. Oh, but he did much. a ten minute video the other day, which was wild, <laughs> about addressing how some people say that Miles Morales isn't actually Spider Man. Get out of here. And he basically said the 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 point of his video was and I and I watched it and I was like, Yes, this well, is Well did you watch across Spider Verse? It was like where you beat well, your own Spider Man, well, you I, find I, your own I watched it I watched this guy's video and he, I was like, Yes, is exactly right. Um, he was basically like, no, Miles Morales is not Spider-Man. Peter Parker isn't Spider-Man. Okay, slow down. Hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on. Because he's like, because what makes you Spider-Man is your actions. No, yeah, exactly. What makes well, yeah. you Spider-Man is jumping in because someone's getting mugged in the street. Well, exactly. What makes you Spider-Man is but stopping he, that He finds thing. out that like there's no quitting being Spider-Man because Spider-Man is just... Well, it is. Well, he pointed to Spider-Man 2. Inherit- he pointed to Spider-Man 2 um, when the, the scene when Peter Parker, he doesn't have his powers, but he runs into the burning building anyway. Because he's yeah. like... That's Spider-Man. Well, in this, like, he because, doesn't lose his powers. He still yeah, has his powers. But the, the point, the point is, is he's like that Spider-Man. It's not about it's the action. The person behind the mask. It's, it's not about the, the power. It's not about about the powers. It's about that simple philosophy of 
you have if to. If you can, you you should. Yeah, and that's what makes you Spider-Man. So um, he so he goes, no, Miles Morales is not Spider-Man because that's not the point. Right. Because when Miles Morales puts right. on the mask, he's Spider-Man, not because he's Miles Morales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, he, you, he's Spider-Man because he does... Because he acts like Spider-Man. Well, and he also finds out he just can't resist being Spider-Man as much as he doesn't want to. It's just like an, an innate part of him. Um, well, I, 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 the reason I bring this up is because I'm, I'm like, I think that's a core aspect of the character of Spider-Man. Whatever version it is, it's like well, how, I, how I mentioned All-Star Superman is like all the amalgamation of all the versions of Superman Spider-Man would be that. But yeah. If he had quit being, if whatever version you're thinking of, if he quit being Spider-Man, he would eventually not be able to resist. Well, that's what happens here. Like stepping and he in. He says here after he fights those muggers, mobster guys, says now at last it is all crystal clear to me once more. I can never renounce my Spider-Man identity. I can never fail to use the powers which are a mysterious destiny has seen fit to give me no matter how unbearable. This is what I think Spider-Man is Mm, right here in this comic. Actually, no matter how unbearable the burden may be, no matter how great the personal sacrifice, I can never permit one innocent being to come to harm because Spider-Man failed to act. Right. And I swear that I never will. Because that's, that's and then you know so how in, Spider-Man, uh, in Spider-Man Man. two where he gets the suit back and he leaves a note, uh-huh. and this one he puts on the suit behind Jameson like he sneaks in, puts on the suit, <laughs> and then he tells James. So Jameson is like, "I thought you were dead or at least mortally wounded somewhere," and he said, "Sorry to disappoint you. I was out recruiting." <laughs> he said recruiting. That's funny. You yeah. heard me. I'm signing up volunteers. I'm gonna fill the whole city up with Spider-Man. So just like out of spite. He just like reinforces what Jameson always thought, yeah. just on purpose. Because oh, yeah, like he's like, that. you know what? None of that even matters. He's like, you're a fucking bully. He's like, so I'm he's just gonna, gonna always, he's gonna think this anyways, no matter what I do. So I might as well play into it. Yeah, that kind of thing. And <laughs> then he goes off, and he's like, yeah, I gotta be Spider-Man. I'm a Spider-Man. Well, yeah, I, I love, and, I love um, that because that that's the most quintessential Spider-Man thing is that Spider-Man is Spider-Man because. He doesn't let innocence And what's great about these two different runs, it. two classic ones. And so if this be my destiny, it's not him doubting if he should be Spider-Man, but it's him doubting his ability as Spider-Man. Right. Yeah, and yeah. his, and all it is also dealing with his rage and everything. But it's like when he lifts the huge, uh, cast iron thingy majiggy uh right yeah. <laughs> in the roof and everything it's him overcoming that like phys- that doubt but in overcoming you know and well just the idea is like i'm spider-man and i just have to do this i yeah. have to well, overcome whenever this, this com- whenever this idea comes but up, then this just- one inspired yeah. me no more uh I have to overcome being Spider-Man. I I I have to no like he's like it's the, hard, like he said you know? no matter the burden no matter the pain it causes Peter Parker and, and the same kind of quote was in Spider-Man too. 
just I have to be Spider Man. Yeah. It's just well, I, I I just whenever this type of thing comes up with Spider Man, no form. No and this one, he's not overcoming anything physical. He doesn't yeah. fight a big villain. He fights Kingpin but later that, on. That whole but, idea just reminds me of the, I remember, there's an interview with with uh, Stan Lee where he basically said like it wasn't intentional when they originally created the character, but the best thing that ever came out of Spider Man is this idea that it can be anyone. That the, the Spider-Man is not who's behind well, the mask. It's what Spider-Man does. Well, and it was so controversial back then. Not only to have a teenage hero. Yeah. Only teenagers can be sidekicks. Yeah. Back then. <laughs> and um, also to have a fully masked hero. The only people yeah. that were fully masked were the villains. Because right. they're hiding something. And, you know, Batman wore the cow, but you could still tell he was a yeah, man. A white still had man. the... the, the, um, the and mouth Superman didn't yeah. wear a mask. Yeah. Um, never will. Or he probably does sometimes. In certain I'm sure he, well, and also <laughs> but, uh, he does wear a helmet. Oh, one, oh really? Yeah. In one panel. <laughs> oh, nice. And immediately gets destroyed. Oh. Um, but, yeah. it, but then the idea of Spider-Man being a teenager wearing a mask, and he's a, based off of spiders. Nobody likes spiders. Yeah. And like the, uh, the at the time, the head of, uh, Marvel told Stan Lee that that would never work. That was a non-starter, but they were going out of business anyways. Yeah. So Stan Lee and like, Stan Lee's it. wife told him, if you believe in this, just do it, go for it. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'll just put it in amazing fantasy. No one will probably notice it, but at least I will give this character a shot. Yeah. And then the rest is history. Everyone went nuts and sent him letters. It was like, it's... we love the Spider-Man guy. And um, Spider-Man's, Maybe became next, like next to Superman, probably the most famous superhero of all time. Arguably, I mean, right up there. I mean, it's. I mean, ser- we could argue who's more famous and more iconic, but, but the thing is, though, Spider-Man and Superman. I think it's so great we've finally talked about them because yeah. they are like the most. And Bat, put Batman in there. Uh, but like the most like iconic and like yeah. popular characterizations I mean, of what it means to be a superhero and what I is had, a superhero. I had never read and, All-Star Superman. And I, I've, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but I've talked about it with you how sometimes I get really frustrated with adaptation with recent adaptations of Superman. Not because they're like totally bad. Right. Not because the movies are ter- the worst thing ever, but because they miss the point of Superman of they either try to nerf him because they think that nerfing him and giving him a physical struggle is what makes him interesting or they treat him like a God. And I'm like, but he doesn't have any humanity. Yeah. And I'm like, but Superman's not that. Well, I think they did. Superman is a God. I think they did do it. He's also human. They did do it. Right. Yeah, a couple times. Couple times. Richard Donner, Superman. Christopher Reeves. Superman. Christopher Reeves. The at least those the, first two the movies. First two, I think, do it right. They perfectly encapsulate. I don't like, think they've done Superman it truly is. right since. I think. No. I think Superman Returns actually is okay. And that's pretty much supposed to be the um, Christopher Reeve version. Brenda Ralph's supposed to be that. Yeah, I think. Um, I think Superman Returns is, is okay. Vaguely the same universe. But but no, it just frustrates me because I'm like. When I'm looking at it, I'm like, no, Superman is supposed to be like what you don't have to nerf him to make him a relatable, well, like interesting a, character. Like Amanda Still when he has snap Zod's neck. Superman wouldn't have to kill him and he would save everybody. Yeah. 
Well, it, here's here's the thing: is people say people say stuff like that, and I've also stop taking that. our. I've also heard, heard people say like, "Oh, he shouldn't have had to snap." So I was, here here's here's the way I put it: is this is what makes Superman great? If you had Superman's power, you a regular American guy with a Podcasting. regular um like like traditional moral code. And I don't mean like you think you're moral, but like imagine you actually had a, a a perfect good moral code. Right. Whether you could or you should, would you have? What? Snap Zod's neck. If you were in that situation. Because that's what makes Superman good. It's not about whether he could have. It's not about whether he should have. It's whether about it's about whether he would. Because right. Because yeah, Superman I, is willing to kill. He does it all the time. Superman, but Superman is a boy who grew up in Kansas. Who was taught by Jonathan no, Kent yeah, he's, he's to be like, strong and kind. He's not like Batman or Spider-Man where they you know, strictly don't kill. He will kill if he has to. He there's, will kill if it's... There's a scene in... in like inarguably the right a, thing to there's do. There's a panel or page in All-Star Superman where he's, it shows Clark Kent at Jonathan Kent's funeral. And he says, he taught me to be, um, to be tough, and to be kind, and to care. To care. I think that's a big... And it's, it, that's the that, idea. That's it's not that it. Superman, like... It's not about whether he could have stopped Zod a different way. It's not about whether he should have stopped Zod a super way. It's about... Or a different way. It's about... Would he, Clark Kent, not Superman? Because people say, you know, if you see a uh, Kill Bill where or Bill is like, oh, you know, Clark Kent is the, uh, is the disguise. <laughs> no. I know there is a whole point Kent, in that movie. Clark Kent is, but people say this all the time. Clark Kent's not the disguise. He's part of it. Yeah. There, Superman has no disguise. Yeah, and it's like different with Batman, obviously. Yeah. Where Bruce Wayne's the mask. It's always yeah. just Batman. But but Superman's not you know? the same thing. Superman is And then with Spider Man Superman is Clark Kent. But he's also Superman. So when you look at that situation, it's like would Clark Kent And then with Spider Man, like what kill I Zod there. Like what I read and what I told you earlier is like he realizes that Spider-Man and Peter Parker are these like two separate things, two separate lives. They're conflicting with each other, but he can't he has to be Spider-Man no matter how much harm it does. Mm-hmm. He will sacrifice Peter Parker's life and well-being. That's what makes me love Spider-Man so much. because To be Spider-Man. Like, he realizes that they're different, but he realizes how important Spider-Man, Spider-Man is. is the guy that's willing to make the sacrifice that very few other people is willing, are willing to make. Yeah, exactly. Because people uh, will talk about how they're willing to make sacrifices, but will you make those sacrifices? Right. Will you lift the big cast iron like thingy-majig? Will you let Aunt May no, die, die if it meant doing the right thing? What? Well, well, yeah, that's in, that's for in, another in issue. PS4 Spider-Man. That's what he does. Well, he. Um, well, she also uh, like tells him it's okay. Yeah, but still, and that's and you know another thing I like about Spider-Man. 
he doesn't always do the right thing. No, yeah. But he realizes yeah. it. Like, he feels the guilt of it. He and learns like, from it he, and uh, all that, yeah. I like a realistic, relatable hero. And also the fact that he's struggling to pay rent and struggling yeah. with school well, it's, and it's, struggling it's with like his friendships. I, w- I watched and, Far From... Like, there's just watched, so much there. I watched No Way Home earlier today, and I realized what makes that movie so good is, yeah, the multiverse stuff is fun and all that sort of shit, but what makes it good is it's the entire plot is based around Peter... Hard reset. Learning, really hammering down the, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. The other movies touch on it, but it's not the entire plot. This is the entire character arc. And everybody, we're going to end that here. Yes. We, We better end this. This went way longer than I thought it would have. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it went good, I think. I think uh, so. <laughs> yeah. With great drinking, there is great responsibility. Yeah. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> yeah. But don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. And yeah, just listen to that tried and true saying with great power, it's great responsibility. Don't be an idiot. With great drinking, become, it comes great. Walk yourself home. Take a cab. <laughs> Uber. Who takes a Uber. cab anymore? Colton? I take a cab. Well, yeah, because you live somewhere where that's like one of the only options. Well, there's also Ubers here, but I don't. But like, it's I like I don't like the Ubers. Not here. a good option here. Anyways, shut up. <laughs> we'll see you next week for something different. This is not a test. I repeat, this is not a test. The Odd Drunk Podcast recommends you follow their Instagram and join their Facebook group for more fun content. To visit all of our current streaming and social media platforms, visit the link tree in the description. If you enjoy the show, we would be appreciated it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The Odd Drunk Podcast would like to remind you to drink responsibly and not to drink and drive. Okay Colton you can roll the outro now. <laughs>